This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Hello, welcome back to Will Run For. Uh, this is your host, Michael. And with me, as always, is me. Uh, so this is a quick bonus, or not a quick episode, but a bonus episode of our adventures at Rockin' the Knob over the last uh, three years. Uh, that race is coming up in about a month. Um, we're not sure if we're going to get out there or not. We may get out there for the half. But uh, this is uh, the recollections of the last three years. And the recounting of those tales, if you want to check it out, it's just, uh, we always have a fun time at that race. Ben, the race director, does an amazing job. It's an incredibly tough race. Um, so check out Allegheny Trail Runners if you would like to uh, sign up. They have a 10K, a half, and a full marathon. Full marathon is over 7,000 feet of climbing, just to be aware. Um, it's, a, it's a great, tough, hard race. So... Uh, Check out our stories from the last three years. We know while we were um, while we were eating and drinking, you guys were running. Well, that's what we always do, right? This past yes. weekend, we ran a little bit, but we were recovering because the previous weekend we did a marathon called Rocking Rock Rock the Rock and the Knob. The Knob, yeah. Rocking the Knob. Rockin the knob. Oh my God! Do we have an actual race report from a real we life race? Have we have a do. live race report, and I'm not really sure what to say about it, other than it was literally the hardest thing I have ever done. Yeah, it was a hard race. Oh. Um, it was, a, I think, officially it's 6,700 ish feet of elevation of climbing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> in twenty six point two miles, marathon distance. Um, it was. I mean, some of the climbs were at like 35 or 40 percent going uphill. Well, so let's talk about how like this race director is just sadistic, right? Like, why? Why like, is this happening to so you? So I don't what we didn't realize, like, you know, you, you run, sign up for a marathon, you think it's or a trail marathon, you think the trails. But no, this guy is like, it here, was fun. The trail is here and the trail is here above you. Let's just, instead of making them take the trail, let's just have them scale the side of the mountain on their hands and knees to the next part of the elevation. It was just literally straight up. There was one section where like there was just these tiny trees and I, you had to hold on to 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 each tree and just kind of climb your way up using the trees because otherwise you were just going to slide down this giant hill. Yeah. Oh my God. Like you couldn't, you could not literally turn around and look back or you would have fell down the hill. I did look back at one point and it was terrifying. <laughs> it was, I mean, and it was like four climbs like that probably. It was or mis- three anyway, at least. There was, a, no, there was four. Four, yeah. And one end, of them yeah. was like, probably like 800 feet straight up. And I guess we should have <laughs> known because the, the one that I was talking about with the trees was called, I need a Sherpa. Nice. Okay. <laughs> There's like throat punch hill or something or throat punch mountain or something like yeah. that. It's truth in advertising. And then yes. There was an aid station that I think I told we talked about last time called Quitters Row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, 
ahead. It, it legit took eight hours to run this marathon. Like, and it was a full marathon. Just yeah. it was twenty. Just it was twenty six point two. Yeah, yes. yeah. And it was eight eight hours eight minutes. The fastest person finished it in four insane. hours and eleven minutes. Insane. Like and insane. like that's like a nine and a half minute mile, and we're trying to figure out how that's even possible on some of these. Ups and downs. I guess if you were down, like a really good, like we are not good technical downhill runners at all and like these downhills were not like oh we'll just run downhill it was like if you start running you're never stopping and it is straight downhill <laughs> and like there was like a ski slope we ran down actually, a ski slope we ran yeah. down a ski slope but then on the side of this ski slope there was like this like gravelly area that you had to go straight down oh yeah and if it was you, you had to you go down sideways because if you didn't you're gonna fall you there's no way your feet could go straight because your whole body weight would go straight so you had to like kind of shimmy your way down so i can't even imagine how some of these people were like doing it quickly we had we hit one section around mile 14 it was a uh like a single track area along like a ridge yeah so it was like a real tight single track trail but it was pitched at like 30 degrees to the side where you would fall off for like two miles <laughs> for like two straight miles <laughs> and we were with that, guys. so <laughs> tired by the time we got to the next section which was an, completely an uphill yeah that like i i was so happy for the uphills i i think at mile 18 i really thought that when we got to to quitters row i was like i'm not doing this anymore i'm quitting uh, i'm not doing this anymore i'm quitting i'm totally totally quitting <laughs> what made you keep going aaron um it, michael yelling in your ear no no you know, i did yell at her at one point though oh, was it well, remorse we'll get, for we'll how get mean to you were to that person yes we'll get, that no, is why. no 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 then we'll that get to that that's, that's that's way after <laughs> way after so at that point i think that's the whole thing about races and actual finish lines, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're at mile 18. You're like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And then we spent a good amount of time going back and forth with maybe three or four other people, like where we would pass them, then they would pass us, we would pass them. Yeah. And like, we weren't talking a whole lot because I think we were all pretty miserable and just trying to survive. But it, there's something about that whole like, Back and forth. Back and forth. And like we saw these this these two guys who were hiking the whole thing, um, who were like, This is the like I didn't expect it to be this hard. And so I think like just that whole like having other people who are commiserating with you, then getting to an actual aid station and having people cheer and like knowing that there's a reason to keep going and knowing that there's a finish line to get to that just keeps you moving. And so we got there and I was like, all right, we got mm -hmm. here. I can absolutely do another 10K. But that 10K was the most miserable 10K of my entire life. It was hard. It was really hard. We was got, the last 10K easier than the rest of the race was? Yeah, it was. Or was it well, the is, first two miles of it were easy. And yeah. I think that almost tricked us because we were like, oh, oh yeah. this yeah. isn't that bad. And then all of a sudden there's this giant downhill and that at the end just killed us. Which you then had to come back up, by the way. Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> talk about how that race ends with a thousand feet up. But before we get to the thousand feet up, we come into the last aid station. <laughs> and I was just literally the worst person that has ever totally existed. Totally the worst. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened? I had to formally apologize on the Facebook group page. <laughs> 
for being an asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it was like we had just come down this giant hill. There's no excuse. My knees hurt. The guy, like, starts asking me, like, do I need anything? And I said no. And I kind of, like, moved myself away because I didn't want to talk to anybody. And he just kept, like, he came up behind me and asked me, like, three times. And so by the third time, I was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> you look like you needed aid, Aaron. Yeah. I mean, he's literally at an aid station right before a thousand foot climb at like mile 22 or 23 of the race. Uh, I think, yeah. Because it was so, like, mile his 24. Job, yeah, his job is to make end. sure everybody's okay there. But listen. And I apologize. Someone. Listen, I apologize on the Facebook group page. And mm. literally, I can show you guys the comments. Everyone was like, there is no need to apologize. We are all trail runners. And we all know Should what apo- it's like. It was good that you apologized. So in summary, there's no excuse for your behavior. <laughs> and I'm sure the guy you yelled at didn't comment. Everything's fine. Actually, he did. <laughs> that's entire, amazing he remembered you the aid station he's like oh it's I her forget, i forget the name of the aid station but the they like tagged each other and was like and everyone was fine it's fine i was like okay <laughs> like this a-hole unreal unreal but we did finish um towards the end there was two guys close behind us so i started running again oh my gosh so <laughs> eight hours in after all that, I started and, running. And I was okay with it. But the thing was, like, those guys seemed like they wanted to pass us. I tried to let them pass on the road. You did. And they didn't pass. So I'm but like, when you I, know what? I'm finishing. When I first <laughs> said it to you, you when I first said there's two guys behind us, you started running immediately. Well, because I didn't want to like, hold them up. And we I'm were on like, a, it wasn't like we were in some area they could pass. We were in a tight single track with rocks all over the place. Or your ego was too big and you didn't want to be passed. Did they pass? No. <laughs> you guys are just a joy to be around. <laughs> I don't know why people would want to run races with you. <laughs> so we, we uh, did pull ahead and they finished yes. a few minutes behind us. Yeah, Not much. They weren't much behind Maybe us. Maybe two minutes, something like that. Yeah. But right. we were in the last, like, six oh yeah people? yeah we were towards the end I mean, we were yeah. towards the end we were not there was nothing yeah and during the race i said um at some point i was like well this might be a good like test kind of race to see how good we can get and he looked at me he's like we're never doing this again <laughs> and then like two days later he's like maybe we should do it again <laughs> that was my question like now that you've had some time to reflect would you try that again maybe i don't know uh there's so many other things to run theoretically but i don't know i agree i don't know that i would necessarily go back to that i would actually i i will say it was a very well run oh it was fantastically very well run race um they knew exactly what they were doing they were very good with the i mean everything was prepackaged. all the aid stations were were still stacked with stuff uh, but they had like prepackaged potato chips. They had prepackaged pickles. They had pre like everything was like packaged in its own things, prepackaged cookies. So it wasn't like the normal trail running aid stations where it's just like a buffet of food. Um, mm-hmm. Everything was already came in like prepackaged stuff. And then they had like one person who was assigned to different pitchers, pitchers of like, you know, um, the endurance stuff or pitchers of water. So that way you didn't touch anything. And only that one person was touching and refilling that pitcher. And then they would refill, like you would hold out your bottle and they would refill it for you. 
So they figured out how to do that pretty well. And I'm sure mm-hmm. um, they, because of that, um, their aid stations are probably always run really well. Um, the beginning and the end was really nice. They gave out beer at the end along with burgers nice. and pulled pork sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as the race and the race directing, um, I it think was it was really yeah. amazing. Um, I really liked the area. I'd go back. It was just challenging. It was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would love to do that race again to see whether we could get better. But like he said, there's also a lot in this world that has probably 6,500 feet of elevation as well. So we could go back or we could try something else. It might be a little different. We don't really know. But yeah, I would I would definitely challenge myself like that again. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome job, guys. Yeah, really. Other than being a couple of a-holes to everyone I, around you, I, I appreciate that. I was very nice. I was nice. <laughs> he was nice to everyone except for me, usually. Well, it's no, usually because you... you yelled at a guy at an aid station. Well, no, but even after that, you got really, you were really cranky a few times. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you guys were just super nice to each other. Always. So. We're always <laughs> very nice to each other. Especially eight hours in. <laughs> I can't imagine spending eight hours with Diana climbing <laughs> through the woods. It would just be one of us would have to kill the other. <laughs> it would not end well. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, miserable. So, um, cool. So, anything else on the on the race? Uh, no, it all no. went super smooth. It was really well run. Uh, I think right now, like ultras and trail races and small local races are just kind of things that can happen if they're done well and uh i think that's awesome it's a way to get out and do some things all right so we're going to get into rocking the knob but to help us out (gasps) we have our friends that i guess commiserated with us (laughs) on on the mountain rock the knob with us I'm so excited because you guys, yeah. we don't think we've ever had anyone on an actual episode. No, this we've is had, the dude, very we've first We've done time. like inside the runner studio, but never had like anybody on. So I'm excited. We yeah. had, we have Greg in Orlando, who is Greg at the Doubletree in Philly currently. <laughs> yeah. <in> Pennsylvania. <laughs> Can I just tell you real quick? I forgot Greg's actual name. And when I went up to the race director <laughs> and I was, or went up to the timing guy, I'm like, uh, can you tell me whether Greg uh, in Orlando, <laughs> still out on the race course. Yeah, let me just search Twitter handles. It's a field that we have on our race course. It was so funny. He's like, "You're a really bad friend." I'm like, "Thanks." It's okay because I had to do the same thing to Erin because she doesn't have her last name on anything. And I remember we were doing something with a hotel room and I'd known her for two years and I had to message her. I was like, Erin, what's your last name? Oh my God. I remembered a couple of seconds <laughs> And we had later. like known each other for a oh long time. Oh God. Anyway, moving on. Who else we got, I'll, Tom? Also joining us is our friend, <laughs> Melanie, known as Balt. Baltimore, Balta Amora, Amorhan. Why is that so hard for you? (laughs) Why don't you pronounce it for us, Melanie? Okay, it's Baltimore Hun. So Baltimore, Baltimore, but with an Amor for love and Hun for a Baltimore Hun. I think it's lovely. I think that's lovely. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) We clearly struggle with that all the time. I don't know why. Uh, so funny. I don't know where to start. I guess uh, 
you guys all got there before us, but uh, we well, got in on Friday, and I know you guys went to a brewery, but oh yeah, we stopped at a brewery. Yeah. We just had that was that was yeah, nothing really we picked exciting. Greg there, up yeah. at the airport and uh, had Drove a little out. little lunch at a farm, other another farm place. I don't yeah, really know. We something. were super into farms. Founding this, farmers. There you go, founding farmers. Oh, that's drove, cute. Drove the rest of the way. Yeah, to uh, what is that? Southwestern PA or something? Bedford, kind PA. of south, uh, central western PA ish. How far is that for you guys? Too far. Four uh, hours. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Just, it's like three hours forty-five. I think was the yeah. total time. It's closer to Pittsburgh than it is Philly. Yeah. So yeah, therein lies the. Uh, issue <laughs> yep and then we stopped at a what's it called old bedford brewery yeah brewery, brew company something like that had or new bedford or i think it's old bedford is it i think it was old bedford <laughs> it doesn't matter we should, we should spend a lot of time talking about that <laughs> very specific details i had a, had a beer uh greg had a root beer <laughs> now you all know what what we drank Exciting. and uh, right. then we went to horn of plenty no, first we checked into the uh, the uh, Marriott. Uh, the beds were very comfortable. We had uh, a nap time. A nap. Um, wow, we did have a nap. We were getting very detailed very into there, and then we met for All dinner. Right. Then we met for dinner. Yes, at, at Horn O Plenty. It was a a fun find. Horn Plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far, fresh farm to table kind of place. Yeah. Uh, Greg is our resident vegetarian, so I sent him the menus beforehand, and he picked that place, and it ended up being really nice. Enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Met our friends Melanie and, and Kate was there, who is not on the pod. Yes. Oh yeah, she refused. <laughs> Kate, Kate is not taking interviews. Yeah. Oh my god. But but sends her love. Yeah, she sends oh. her love. She's my love. I wanted to hear her to, side of Tom's story though, so I am a little yes. disappointed. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. I'll I'll have I'll have to get it from her. Yeah. So. For sure. If, yeah. If you guys don't know, Kate's my best friend. She's my maid of honor. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but and, no, the dinner was very good. Uh, we had. Some good times, good food. Yep. Yes. And then we all went our separate ways. Melanie, you stayed at the actual resort, right? That uh, Rockin' the Knob is at? Yes. We stayed at the resort that's right at the starting line for the race. Um, oh, nice. So that was kind of cool to be able to just, you know, be up and, and be right there and not have to worry about driving. So that was cool. But the beds are not very comfortable. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> but the beds are not very comfortable. Trading off convenience for discomfort. Comfort, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, pretty much. Um, and so then that morning, what? The morning of, we woke up. Our start time for the marathon, which was Michael, Greg, and I, uh, was 7 or 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, yeah. The half marathon, which is what Melanie did, nine was the 9 o'clock. And then the 10K, which Tom and Kate did was at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep, yep. And so you guys did not do what Tom and I normally do the night before a race, which is have too many beers and then <laughs> just instantly regret it and then are up like, I don't know, not like obscenely later than you want to be, but long enough where it sucks. Like, <laughs> no. like you no. don't get back to the hotel until like 1030 and you're like, God, we should have just been back Honestly, here Honestly, I don't think like, uh, <laughs> Bedford has enough of a scene 
for oh, that to gotcha. have happened. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. There was a Taco Bell in our parking lot, and I fought <laughs> every urge to sneak out of the room for a chalupa. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so but funny. That, You're allowed out. It's not like quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have if to he sneak. Was, if he was by himself, he probably would have. Oh, I, that's funny. Yes, I would have. <laughs> um, so, so you guys just gave kind of an overview of rocking the knob um, of kind of the different race distances. Anything like, I know you guys did a full race recap last year when you guys did it. Anything yeah. that you guys like want to give like high level overview before you guys jump into your, your uh, yeah, like what changed from last to the year? people? Did anything like significant change? Like in, I think it was run the same. The start was pretty similar. Yeah. I don't really think that there was anything different other than they added an extra um, hill that Michael and I didn't end up having to do because yeah. Uh, but I mean, as far as organization, uh, but organization wise, um, start was pretty similar. Start was pretty similar. The aid stations were very similar. Uh, they were still doing mostly prepackaged food, mm-hmm. uh, handing things out. There was a couple places that had um, like Greg will talk about the pierogies. There's another station that had grilled cheese and bacon. Watermelon, um, and watermelon oranges, and that kind of so, stuff. So yeah. uh, it was a little bit more hands-on this year than it was previ- the previous year. Uh, but they were still definitely had, um, you know, some of the pandemic mindset. <laughs> gotcha. No, that's good. Uh, but otherwise, I wouldn't say much else changed. Would you say anything? Melanie did the half marathon last year. Yeah. Any yeah, I don't think anything really changed except for that final climb they added, but I didn't get to do that either since I didn't finish. So <laughs> I didn't have Goodness. to go to the final climb. Okay. Okay. So then maybe I, I don't, I have to look at the half marathon course because maybe I don't know the half marathon course the way I thought I did. I thought the half marathon course did the, the, the last 10K of the marathon. I th- which has throat, I don't know. I'm not really sure, honestly. Hmm. I think it does. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at the the course. Yeah. So no. we arrived. About bed pickup. Yes, I was going to say. So we arrived. Um, Tom and Kate uh, came a little early to see us off for the marathon. Nice. Um, we all went and picked up our bibs uh, again, like last year. My bib said another hill. They were all personalized and had little sayings on them. They write on every every single person's bib, which I think is like a really awesome little personal touch. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to the point where, uh, yeah, Greg is showing his on his, the screen. It says, Welcome to Pennsylvania, pal. Oh, cute. <laughs> and then in the other corner. You won this? Yes. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so... Uh, I thought that was hilarious. And mine uh, very kindly said to not yell at the aid stations. That's hysterical. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that. So he, it said like you've been warned or something. Yeah, it said you've been, you've been warned. It said don't yell at the aid station <laughs> volunteers. You've been warned. <laughs> so I was I was remembered fondly mm-hmm. from last year. What did you say, Michael? Do you remember? No idea. <laughs> I don't remember actually. I did. I I probably took a picture of it, but I don't recall offhand. That's funny. Mine uh, said, "Mine said like welcome Flatlander." Oh, yeah. Mine <laughs> <laughs> said the same thing. Welcome Flatlander. Yeah. Nice. 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 
So he looks up where you're from and information about you and then handwrites little notes on your, yeah. your bib, which I thought it's was a nice, it's a really nice little personal nice touch. touch yeah. I yeah. think that's fantastic. I think that's so great. Yeah, he's a fantastic race director. Um, yeah, so we all met. We got our bibs. Uh, they saw us off for the marathon. Um, for the marathon part, um, Greg's uh, kind of – we came up from the behind, right? We we were the last few out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were actually the last three. We were the, the last three. The sweeper was with us, yeah. Oh, was that the sweeper? I don't think that yeah. I realized it was the sweeper. Yeah. Well, did yeah, you guys see that on purpose? Yeah, because it yes. didn't really matter. Yeah, because you get to a single track. Like, what was it about? Like a half a mile down the road and you head in a single yeah. track? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very quickly. Yeah. Okay. And it bogs down pretty quick. So there's really no reason to be up people's butts because you're just all going to be in a line anyway. And we kind of knew that where we're going to end up coming, like we knew that you could pass people like later on, but um, up front, you knew you weren't going to make any real progress. uh, And there's people who finish way faster. So we didn't really feel the need to. Uh, Michael and I made a comment, though, that it seemed like there was a lot of people who went out faster this year than they did last year. Like last year, there was a lot of people who kind of hung back mm-hmm. uh, and we were kind of in a pack with, I don't know, 10 to 15 people. Uh, this time it felt like everyone just shot out like in the first half of the race. Out of hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Were, were there a lot more people this year? No. no. Similar, right? Similar. There was, um, wow. which we'll get into. There was a, a lot more DNFs this year. Um, I'm curious to see how many started. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to find that list the DNFs on the, yeah, we're, uh, I'm actually going to email him and find try and find that out, uh, just because I'm curious. I think the weather could have probably contributed because oh, yeah. uh-huh. the weather was Absolutely. perfect. Like it was a perfect temperature. Well, it was the not start. a perfect at, temperature at the start. At, 8 a. M. at yeah, the start, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a so maybe people were like feeling it yeah. when they went out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it was warm. It was warm for that kind of race. Yeah. Like last year was around. It was. Chilly and drizzly. For yeah. sure. So that was actually more of a perfect temperature for the race than this year was yeah. because it was cool all day. Yeah. Whereas it, the heat came off. I mean, it wasn't like 90 or anything, but it was warm out there. It was warm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so how was the start of the half, Melanie? Um, it was good. The temperature was perfect in the beginning. So I was excited because I was like, this is going to be such great weather. Last year it was so cold and it was kind of wet. So it made it hard. So I was excited for the weather this year. And then it started to warm up a bunch and I didn't think it was affecting me all that much just because I've been running all summer in the heat. So I just didn't think, you know, I was like, yeah, I mean, 80 is not going to be that bad, but it made a difference. I think the combination of that with those climbs, it's just tough it's tough yeah. but the start was good the start was very good yes yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. do you uh <laughs> was, it, was it generally the same as the rest of the the other the marathon goes yeah off and yeah everything. yeah i think so i mean everything was pretty much the same as last year the route was the same that single track that you kind of get into with the it's pretty rough terrain right there you know it's mm-hmm. a, a rock scramble kind of um so we got into that and that was good you know but it was it was a beautiful start to a race <laughs> Any comments about your start, Tom? Uh, <laughs> other than immediately, once we got off the gravel road into the woods, my anxiety shot through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was, and 
and I mean, we had some time to think about it, but like, yes, I was, it's such a, I love using this word, like a juxtaposition of feelings because like, it's so calm and peaceful and serene out there. And like, when we were getting ready to start, I saw some guys put in their headphones and I'm like, I can't imagine doing this kind of thing with headphones, but it's strongly discouraged. It's so peaceful and you just want to pick your head up and look around and take in the nature, right? Did you do but, that? Yes. No, I stared at my feet for three and a half hours because I was terrified from the beginning. Sounds right. And, yeah. and we essentially yeah. were tiptoeing the entire time. We were, we were, and this is no shade on Kate or I, and we're, we do not feel shame by any means. We were a hundred percent the last two people that finished that 10 K. There was a guy and this is no shade at him, but he had one leg. He had a prosthetic and he blew us out of the water. <laughs> here's, here's another thing. And I noticed this in your stories yesterday. You guys were at an aid station. And I picked this up talking, too. There were people talking behind you and Kate. And they said, well, everyone who's done the 10K has got to be finished by now. Yeah. And they were behind you. Like, <laughs> like they were... Greg pointed that out when I posted the story because oh I didn't God. notice it. I didn't yeah, notice it. I didn't even pick up on that. We, we kind of I had the headphones in, and yeah, basically she's saying all the ten kers are through this aid station because they were aid station workers. <laughs> As now, you were so. there taking your shot of fireball. Fine, fine. Like, I, and honestly, like no, we she- never, we never did this for time. We only did this to finish uh, unharmed. Yeah, that was it without yeah. injury. I'm it's smart. I'm just so impressed. And him talking about staring at his feet doesn't surprise me at all. Because if you guys ever do like any type of honestly, like a roadway race with Tom, he yells at you the entire time about your feet and staying away from the curb. It's like, it's all, it's annoying is honestly what it is. It's just, (laughs) it's, he's like, get away from the curb. What are you you. doing? Watch your feet. There's a hole there. Like it's like <laughs> it's true. It's the whole time. Tom, since we're we're kind of already on you, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us how your race was? We saw the stories a little bit. Um, it, it was it was it was great. Um, it was the tale of two halves. Yeah, well, they all are. <laughs> because, yeah, because the first three plus miles are a gradual downhill. Some downhills were a lot steeper, a That's, lot of loose gravel. Yeah. Like when you're in the woods, yes. like there's there's little pockets of like flat ground, but mostly it's jagged rocks, loose, <laughs> yeah. jagged, flat rocks. <laughs> like nothing is just solid. Everything kind of wobbles. It's not like a trail at all. Yeah. It, no. it, is, it no. is a trail. It's a trail. You have like a bicycle, but this is not a trail that had been padded down by years of use like no no he takes you on the path less traveled for sure through that that uh, park so the 10k loop um you start out on that road and then you go into the woods and that patch of woods that's kind of flat before you go downhill that's where you're talking about they if i remember because we didn't do it this year um there were that's where like there's a lot of big rocks right yeah okay yeah and then you get to the fire road that's all gravel 
Yeah. And the fire road and then the fire roads can get pretty steep. Yeah, yeah. they're steep yeah. with loose with chunky big rocks. Big chunky rocks, yeah. right? Yeah. That My are God. Yeah. So honestly, um, I was I was I was scooting like, you know, you're shuffling <laughs> your feet. Like I wasn't taking big long steps. Are you out of your mind? Like I was kind of shuffle walking the entire time. But we were making pretty good pace and we felt really good and again, it's peaceful and we were talking um and and like every time I I would look up, I'd get scared and I'd look back down again. <laughs> like, yeah. We we did that. And the craziest thing about trail running is there is a level of quiet, but it's so quiet that you cannot tell when someone's gonna come up on you because like a a, a runner would come up on us like twenty feet away and we would have no idea until he's like right up on us. <laughs> It was so crazy, but okay. So first half made it down. Um, the downhills really started to cramp up Kate's feet. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you're tense. Yeah. You're tensed up the entire yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you're running, Toes. well, I'm sure yeah. if you're running, you're kind of looser and you're not, you're not clenching as much, but mm-hmm. like, man, I don't know. We get to the aid station Apparently, everybody had already passed us. <laughs> For posterity, they had some fireball. I took a shot of fireball. We yeah. had some watermelon. We I got some fireball. Gatorade. And then <laughs> throat punch hill. Yeah, you guys are in like really good spirits at that aid station. Holy you guys yeah, are like they hadn't, they hadn't turned yet. And, <laughs> yeah. hell. Because, okay, so immediately you go, well, I think there's kind of like an like an up and down and you kind of go over a little Creek, but then you hit that Hill, which is, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> are, are you guys engineers? What's the grade on throat it's, punch? Hill? It's because like it was 40%. Straight. 40%. Yeah. 40 I think they said it was 40. Yeah. It's over no 40 one's running up that Hill. Oh like, no, no. Impossible. Well, and then we kind of got a, a little friend that joined our, our Mary uh, duo, turned it into a trio. He was a sweeper. But since we're doing the 10K, we have all day long. So he was like, I'm just the sweeper to make sure you guys don't die. And he was just kind of like hanging out like 50 feet behind us. Oh, my God. Running back and forth. He was the nicest guy in the world. But like, OK, so we climbed this hill. It took us forever. Our hearts are beating out of our chest. Kate wants to vomit. I want to die. We're but there's no negativity. We're just encouraging each other and we're taking it as at a snail's pace. Like if I looked at the splits, this probably it, it took us a long time. <laughs> so we, we get up and out of throat punch and then now we're kind of just going uphill. <laughs> uphill on fire roads, uphill on some switchbacks, loose gravel, more of the same rock kind of stuff. <laughs> We passed by the Cadillac, which I thought was... Oh, I love that Cadillac. Like, there's a a random Cadillac just in the woods, up on some rocks, and it has a sign that says Cadillac Parking. I like that he put uh, the race flags on the Cadillac itself. That was where he (laughs) Like, acknowledging that he's... So that we knew it was on the trail. (laughs) It was funny, like... When I was looking at Tom's photos, I was like, I don't understand. How do you know where to go? <laughs> so I, dumb. I, t- I don't know what to do at all. I will tell all. you, hats Super off Walmart. to them yeah. because Marcus. they marked yeah. 
the hell out of that course. Oh, yeah. 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 Like yeah. there was yeah. never a question on where's the net because it was pink ribbons. You kept mm-hmm. it on your right. That's it. If That's you saw it. more than one ribbon on a tree, that means a turn or something was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very easy to follow. And it was like, yeah, I mean, they do. They did a really good job marking the course. So um, up, up, up. This guy is following us. We passed some some hikers coming the other way down the hill, these two women. And they're like, yeah, you guys are doing that. so great. And we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it's about, okay, so mile four and a half, kind of close to mile five. Um, the half marathoner started to catch us, mm. which is, uh, which is understandable. Like? They just, the nicest people in the world, floating effortlessly <laughs> past us. <laughs> I I honestly do not know how they navigate these terrain this terrain so quickly and so spry on their feet because the only thing I can think of is let me make a reference for the older people in the group you know the movie Short Circuit with the incomparable <laughs> yeah. Steve Gutenberg it's about the robot who comes alive yeah and he wants he wants data. Do you remember when Johnny Five is reading books and it's just like his head shaking from side to side and his eyes are darting back and forth? <laughs> like that's what's going on in my head for every single rock that's on the ground. But like the trail runners are flying by us, head up, looking head straight, up. not looking down. I'm like, do you not care? <laughs> like your ankles are susceptible to all of this carnage. Like what is going to happen? It's crazy. Anyways, um, we passed the ladies. We get past a couple of times and then we hit another like damn near climb straight up, <laughs> <laughs> straight up. And me and Kate were like, all right. And this was hands and knees climbing. Like, yeah, was, this is it was crazy. Um, but then we get into like Fern Gully and it's again a, tre- oh. a, a treacherous kind of Fern Gully. <laughs> yeah, we hit six point two miles. Uh. We go another half mile and then we come out of a clearing make a left we can start to hear the finish we you know turn the finish everyone like all the beer had been drank like um no i'm kidding but we turn we see the finish and we just trot our way to the finish ankles intact (laughs) we were we were very happy to see it it what was funny is for the first half when we're going down and we're making good time and we're like gaining more confidence and we're like okay this is okay we were both mentally signing up for the half marathon immediately (laughs) (laughs) and how's that feeling now once once we hit throat punch hill we were screaming at each other that absolutely not that's so fun so you guys were coming down the hill like oh it's not that bad so next year we should do this and do the half Kate was like kate was like i don't know what you want to you want to just do it? You want to just sign up? And I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so it, on the it, it the was a great experience on the map, it is called actually Cadillac Alley. So apparently he did know that there was Cadillac there. And then the last second one, because we talked about throat punch, the second one is called Soul Sucker Slopes. Did it suck your soul, Tom? Yes, it did. Oh, that's accurate. <laughs> that's accurate. <laughs> and then the last little part of it is the not far away. It was terrible. Here's the, <laughs> Here, here's the deal. Like, we're all in this together. And I'm not taking anything away from me and Kate. Like, we were very happy, but we did take our sweet time. 
we were averaging 30 minute miles. So like, yeah, like hats off to you guys, because I know you guys didn't have the great, some of the greatest experiences, but like, man, I cannot imagine adding that much more distance to that kind of activity. Like I would have died on that mountain had I tried the half. Or, <laughs> uh, like I don't know. I I still feel like you, I said this you did to the you. most difficult part. That is the most difficult yeah. part. I, yeah, and I yeah. said to you that I think that if you trained a little bit, you could do the half. Because if yeah. you were able to do that, the half marathon is only like another thousand feet of elevation. So it's not it, like you do a lot of the elevation because that is some of the you did that 1500 is fifteen hundred feet the of it. Two, yeah toughest two of the toughest hills yeah or so the what fact you that did, you could yeah. do, do that if you were to able to add even one more of those i think that you could i think you could do the half well yeah. i will say i will say past um throat punch and the other like cl- like where you climb those long gradual and then yeah. steep mm-hmm. fire roads mm-hmm. that's like the most treacherous part yeah because you're 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 stabilizing you're tense the entire time yeah yeah, but it was an experience. Um, I could probably be talked into it again. <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, that's going to happen because I I feel like we're going to want revenge. A redo, Melanie. Are you uh, looking for revenge next year? Absolutely, yes, I am. See? I. It's funny because you know even DNFing it and feeling so awful. Never once did I feel like I'm not coming back next year. I don't ever want to do this. I was like, I mean, I'll just be back next year and it'll be better next time. It's fine. But this year was a tough one. It was. It was a heartbreaker. So yeah, what what? what let's get into a little bit of your race experience. <laughs> so I was super excited this year because the weather was going to be so nice. I finished it last year. And I just thought, you know, I'll go back this year. I really wanted to do the full marathon, but I just had some blocks in my training um, with some stomach issues. And so I just couldn't, I couldn't train hard enough to actually be able to compete in the marathon and, and finish it. So I said, I'll just go back this year, do the half marathon, and I'll just PR my time from last year because I know what I'm getting into. I've done a lot of strength training this year, and I've just focused a lot on what I need to do to to do well at this race. And um, I was excited the morning of. I wasn't nervous at all. I felt really good. Um, the first three miles were great. It was beautiful. I was running really well. I was passing people. Like I felt really, really good. And then the stomach pain started at like mile three and it wasn't stomach pain that I could run through. It was like the kind that bowls you over to where you can't Ugh. even keep walking. You're just like, and I thought I was going to have to pull out then. I was like, once I get to the first aid station, if this keeps up, I can't, I can't run through it. I'm just going to have to pull out and be done. But luckily it kind of resolved itself. And so that went away and I was fine. So I kept going and I got probably to like mile five or six in the nausea hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, I think it was probably after the first big climb. Um, So throat punch hill, I think is the first really, really big one with like a 40% grade to it. And it's, it's just rough. So when I got to the top of that one, I started just feeling so nauseous. Um, got to, I think the second aid station, I wasn't feeling great. I tried to have some Gatorade. I had some Tums and nothing was really settling my stomach. And then I kept going. I was like, I think I'm going to be fine. Um, and I started dry heaving 
And mm. I think when I started uh. dry heaving was when I was like, okay, I think it's yeah, game over it. at this yeah. point. I just, I'm in a lot of pain. I was moving so slow. Couldn't even run anymore at that point. I was just miserable. So when I got to the very last aid station, um, I thought, you know, I'm just going to hang here for a while. There's no way I'm PRing this thing. I'm already at, you know, three hours and 50 minutes, I think. And I still have two and a half miles left to go. Um, so I thought I'll just sit here. I'll try to drink something, eat something, see if I don't feel any better. And it just wasn't happening. My legs were like jello and everything just felt awful. So I just decided the best thing to do was call it. I was looking at that last climb and I was like, there's just no way I'm going to make it out of here and, and be able to finish this thing. So it was sad, but I had to, to do the wise thing and just call it and get driven back down to the start. So, but I think, I think when you know what lies ahead of you, um, it helps you make it. It helps you make it. Yeah. Cause I, I think that in what we, the experience that we had, I, I would say the same thing. Like, you know, what that, what that next thing is and how difficult it is. So, if you're not feeling good and you know time wise that you're not in a in the place you want to be, you know, it it helped to be able to be like a conscious decision, like this is not gonna work for me today. Right. So right. and it, it's a hard one to me too, because you know, when that's your main race for the year and you've trained for it and worked for it and it's it's heartbreaking. But I think with Rock and the Knob, because it's such a tough race, you're not even looking at, you know, two and a half more miles. You're looking at forty five more minutes to an hour yeah. to get through that two and a half because you're barely yeah. running. And I knew I was in trouble when it would break out into the flats. Like we would get done with a climb and I couldn't even bring myself to run because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm going to throw up if I keep trying to do this. Oh, no. I was just like, this is going to be a walk from here to the end. So if I finish it, I'll be surprised, but it just, it got to be too much. So had to call it, but next year we'll be better. Yep. What you going for? Um, I think I'm still, I think I realized yesterday, even just when I was doing the half, I have no business being out there for the marathon yet. Not even a year from now. I'm just not ready for it. I don't think I, I don't think I even want it yet. I think I'm just, okay. I'm good with the half marathon for that. It is a really, really, really tough race. So yeah, yeah. I think I just want to go back and, and do the half marathon, keep it fun. And, you know, maybe one of these days I'll, I'll re-sign up for the marathon there, but it would be my first marathon ever, so I don't know that that mm. needs to be my first one. Yeah. Really <laughs> people did it. A little easier for my first time around, you know, with the marathon. So we did yeah. hear a couple people. I know of two. Yeah, we did hear a couple people say that it was their first marathon, and that's a hell one of girl, a, yeah. the girl who had the the white jacket tied around oh, her. Yeah, we, yeah. I saw her finish when Greg yeah. and I went to the finish line, and she had said it was her first marathon. I was like, oh my gosh, girl, that's what? amazing. Talk about picking up a really hard race for your first. Just to give everybody context, it's not a half or a full that you, like, yes, some people go in with times or whatever. It's a half or a full you go in to finish. Yeah. It's not a, like, unless you're really, really experienced and a really good trail runner, you're not going in, like, in a really good, like, mountain trail runner. You're so it's not like going the challenge is, the challenge is the course, not yes. the distance. Yeah. 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 You're not like, unless you're like really proficient on hard trails and real good at climbing, you're not getting a great time. Yeah. This is about finishing 
and persevere. Yeah. At least for it. mortal people. There yeah. are some uh, <laughs> yeah. immortal people that finished it in like four hours yeah, and yeah. 11 minutes last year. Yeah. This year's course was uh, 4.40, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I think that has to do with some of the heat because we were comparing uh, last year's finish times to this year's finish times a little uh, when we were with Greg actually a little earlier today, giving him the grand tour of Philadelphia. Um, so I, you could see where the heat definitely changed the changed game even for the, yeah. for the marathon. Mm. Uh, and since I want to end on a high note, well, uh, let's okay. recap us. Well, little. we can recap the first, what do we run together? Like 10 miles? Something no, like that? not even close. Was it eight? No, because eight is up to where it, uh, cause we ran a lot of the runnables without Greg. Oh, okay. Greg went and yeah, took off after yeah. like mile three on us. Yeah. That's pretty much the first runnable downhill. I was feeling strong on the downhills. And so, oh, okay. uh, yeah, you, I think the last time I saw you guys was yeah. like mile three. Was that first runnable downhill? Well, my day started that off. fake aid station. Where oh. It's, it's not an aid station yet. Yeah, it's not quite an aid station opened up yet. Yeah, yeah I think that yeah. it was around mile three because the first real aid station's at mile five. Yeah, so, you're right. And we didn't yeah. see him after. So at that aid That's station right. or anything, he was already gone. Well, anyway, so the start of our race, uh, pretty much all week, I'd felt like I had to throw up all week. So that was a great start. Um, went into the race and the first like 10 miles felt like I had to puke every step. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you do like, so I don't know. I just, why? Like, I don't know. Cause last, just like if I didn't feel well, like all week, like, well, and so I was sick to my stomach. I, I had mean, you just like popping emodium like yes. they were yeah, I really did. was. I did he, actually. He was we drink- talked he, about he it. He yeah. actually took the drinkable stuff, which was I disgusting. drank it in the morning. Oh. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, I so, thought he was gonna throw up in the car. Yeah, I, I almost did drinking it. On yeah. Wednesday, I didn't my stomach was off. Um I like, you know, it is what it is. This is a running podcast. Um I had to poop a bunch. Uh my stomach wasn't great. It is what it is. Come on. Um, I don't Sounds know. Sounds like there was your like a vegetarian touch. diet is betraying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether no. I I was eating meat. It's fine. Um, I I don't know. Um, I don't know if I had. I didn't know if it was like a touch of a stomach virus. I didn't know if it was touch of something I had eaten. I like there was no real way of knowing. Um, and so then I didn't. So my stomach was off most of the week. Friday it felt better, and I ate like normal. So I thought it was fine. Uh, but I. I sort of had some stomach issues as well during the race. Um, for me, at mile two, I looked down and my heart rate was at 183. And I knew I was in trouble. I kept moving and saying, because I even said to him, like, I my legs don't feel like my heart rate's at 183. But I mm. could feel everything like I was hot like that when you're at. Yeah. beating that quickly mm-hmm. yeah. i was getting that hot cold feeling um i wasn't breathing properly because your heart rate's so high well you also couldn't breathe out of your nose uh, of my allergies, allergies yeah my allergies yeah. were bothering me i don't know whether the congestion and the post nasal drip was also part of what was causing both of us and we've our allergies this past week have been really really bad horrendous yeah so i don't know whether that was part of it because you know if when you get a post nasal drip it can make you a little nauseous that was yes. I have that problem every fall. Yeah. And it's what took me out of Batona two years ago and it killed my stomach. Because this time there's something whatever allergens are this time of year, it causes it the post nasal drip and then I end up with 
a stomach issue, which is pretty much what the issue was for me this week. Yeah. And during the race, honestly. Yeah. So I think his was definitely, definitely related to that. I don't know for sure. I don't know what was going on with my heart rate. Um, I don't want to get too, too into it, but looking at last year's heart rate difference, I think I sent it to Diana. Yeah, you sent it to me. I was, like, was like, are you dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like four hours spent in the, four and a half hours spent in the orange and red zone compared to last year where I spent one hour of the whole eight hours in the yeah. red zone. So like, it just tells you my body was telling me something was not right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I probably should have listened to it way sooner than I did. <laughs> But instead, I went to mile 18 and went up the longest, hardest hill. That's like a mile. Well, it's not the one, hardest hill, but it was well, the longest Well, it's hill. the longest yeah. hill. It's 1.3 yeah, one. yeah. mile uphill climb. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's the longest climb on the race at mile like 16, 17. And I just knew when I started going up that, that there was no continuing. I wasn't going to make the time limit. I wasn't going to get any faster. I was going at it like a 36-minute mile. There was no way I was making the time. And I turned to him and I said, if you can go faster than this, go. Like, just leave. Because if you think you can make it, I'm telling you right now, I am not making it. I like I like how often Leave Me for Dead comes up in these kind of races. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Seems to be a a Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, we were... uh, like So, for me, the first uh, 10 or so... First ten or so are relatively easy in the marathon. <laughs> Not easy, but rel- relative to the course, I, there's no. I know what he means. Yeah, there's no giant climbs. There's a lot of runnable area. There's a yeah. lot of runnable trail. Um, you do hit some tough sections, like you know, but <laughs> like normal trip. Normal trail race, tough sections, yeah. not crazy tough sections. And it's sections. not even like the and, trails that Tom talks about, right? Where yeah. it's re- ankle turning. Like there's no – a lot of the beginning yeah, is truly run runnable. Run yeah. But like I thought I was running real well there even though I felt like I had to throw up every single step of the way. Oh, my um, God. I was I'm like, like – My legs what? felt good but my stomach just didn't feel good. So every bounce like was terrible. But I did have like it, whatever the first aid station was. I had some ginger ale and some water. But I I realized now, looking back at that first aid station, I drank almost a whole bottle of water. So I must have been somewhat dehydrated coming in just from the stomach issues all That's week. That's because it was all coming out of your butt. Well, no, I didn't even have that <laughs> issue. I ha- I didn't have that issue, but maybe I wasn't properly hydrating because I didn't because you know my stomach bothering me. I wasn't drinking fluids properly. I don't understand like if i woke up and i was like <laughs> more than more than oh my gosh i haven't had my prp so now i'm a little nervous before we get going like but if i had if i woke up and i was like it's not right like my stomach is not right my fear of what would happen on that course would prevent me from starting altogether well i figured like, the worst I that would happen is i would just throw up and then i would refuel and keep going yeah, I mean, like, I didn't. That's weird yeah. to me too. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. So. I I felt fine go, starting at the race. Like he was like, I don't feel good. Weirdly though, I felt better at the end, stomach wise, just not everything else. Um, I felt fine going starting the race. It wasn't until, and even with my heart rate up that high, I still felt good up until like mile ten, and then it, I knew it was how I knew all of that time in that zone 
was then starting to affect me. And then I started getting nauseous and then I started getting dizzy because I had been running too hard for too long and I couldn't keep up anymore. I think it also got real hot at that point in the day. Yeah. It felt like the temperature jumped pretty quick at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he left the shade of the trees, yeah, and oh, gotcha. it, and there were some of the valleys that you went up, or some of the uh, gullies you went up, or whatever, where you didn't get a breeze, and it was kind of humid in there and hot because of the the wetness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a really humid day or anything, but you're in this like really dense forest, and it can get pretty humid in there. But yeah, I I don't know, I I was like. Looking back on it, I thought the running part was good, but I really wasn't running good uh, when I went back and looked at it. And whatever stomach issues I was having were causing me not to hydrate properly. So I started drinking uh, ginger ale at the aid stations and eating. I mean, I was fueling and stuff the whole time. So, like, I was eating. I was forcing myself to eat. And I was just hoping at some point I would throw up so I would feel better, but it didn't happen. But um, Yeah, uh, we had the opposite thing. I didn't feel well at all. I didn't feel like uh, I mm-hmm. could eat anything. Everything I tried to eat didn't make me feel good. And then yeah. once I started getting a little dizzy and nauseous, like I ate a, some watermelon thinking some sugar would help and that made it even worse. So yeah. I just, um, yeah, I went into the race feeling fine and then ended up not feeling fine. Getting, yeah. Yeah, um, when but, you guys so. started, the, th- the three of you guys, did you have any conversations like the night before or the day before anything like that? Were you guys, was the plan to stay together and run it together or was it never? No, no. First of all, I thought Greg um, was going to kill it out there uh, and went run way faster than we could. All, his fitness level is, is definitely higher than, than mine in the fact that he does a ton of cross training he runs a lot more miles just because he has um, mm. of his schedule. He able, is able to fit in a lot more of those longer runs. So he does a lot of weekday long runs, too. Um, yeah. So I had no doubt that Greg was going to kill it out there. So I I kind of felt like Greg was going to take off from us at some point. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we were going to run it together just because we weren't really going for a time. We were going to finish it and hope gotcha. that we bettered last yeah. year. but. Um, with those kind of races, always conditioned. So, like, yeah, we don't go in going like, "Oh, yeah, we're gonna kill what we did last year," because we know like, literally anything can happen out there. So, oh gosh, yeah. yeah, and we also don't aren't like I. Well, I don't feel like I feel like if I'm having a really bad day or he's having a really bad day, neither of us would ever be like, "Oh, don't move on." Because I mean, I said to yeah. him a few times, like, just if you if you feel, I knew he didn't feel good because like every few miles he would be like i'm just he would stop for a few seconds and be like i'm just trying not to vomit i'm like what like what is happening and why are we still doing this yeah, yeah. Just... the climbs were rough with the nausea but they, eventually that actually kind of subsided for me after the ginger ales and things like that weirdly i don't know why but anyway so we got to about mile 15 and this is where like i didn't realize how much time we had lost in the beginning going slower than we did last year and then I looked at my watch and I'm like, man, we're at like five hours. I'm like, there is no way we're making the cutoff. We may make it to mile 20, but that's it. Like, there's no chance we're going to be able to go on because the, the cutoff time. In the end, we we didn't make the cutoff because we started moving much slower because we knew that there was probably no way we were making it anyway. So we, we technically got swept. 
mm-hmm. um, from the course. And we were totally fine with that. They, except for the fact that they took my bib, which really made me sad because it says, don't be mean to the aid station people. Oh, so you had to sacrifice your I bib. I had to sacrifice my bib. Yeah, they took our bibs when we um, DNF'd oh. at that oh, aid if, station. If, that, if that's really making you sad, I'll remind you every time we see each other how rude you were to that one <laughs> volunteer that was on the course. I'll, I'm, I'm fine with just letting you know that that happened. <laughs> um, so okay. then we, we DNF'd. We got to mile st- or the aid station at mile 18-ish. Mm-hmm. And um, you they, saw had Tom. Some, they had some bacon. While we were sitting down next to the road. And I was petting a dog. <laughs> and uh, that made me really happy because if I'm going to DNF, then I want to pet a dog. So I was petting a dog. And all of a sudden, here comes this black car down the road, and the windows roll down like, hey. Like, <laughs> huh? <laughs> and it's Tom and Kate. <laughs> and we got a ride, uh, we got, ride back to the yeah. start. Yeah. We were waiting for a ride from the aid station people. But we didn't have to uh, wait. But we didn't have to wait because yeah. here came Tom yeah. and Kate having finished their 10K and on their way out. Now, nice. you could actually, uh, there was two people in front of us that had their bibs taken that continued on. The one guy didn't fi- didn't get to mile twenty. It was like two hours later. Over two oh. hours later. Yeah, it was over two hours later. It's a two, two hour, and a half hours 2. later. Two point five miles from that aid station to the twenty and a half mile, which is the end of the where the finish line is. It took him two and a half two hours. and a half hours. Why? I because he decided he wanted. To to tough he it to out. Get to that point. And yeah. at that point, uh, Greg can take it from there where the ski slope, uh, the new hill that we didn't actually even get to see, the ski slope was. So, so. I'll, I'll rewind a bit um, just to kind of give context of my mindset was yeah. this was not a planned race. Um, and I have Chicago Marathon in three weeks. That is my goal race. And so this came and it's three weeks out. And on my marathon plan, this would have been peak week, 20 miles, but nothing like this. So let's do it. But yeah. I'll just run it. I'll run it conservatively. You have nine hours, which sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you've got all the time in the world and you don't. Um, but as those climbs get tougher, and especially as we get into that ski slope section, which is, first off, very bizarre. <laughs> um, if is you've it, never been to a ski resort, it's in, an actual ski slope. It's oh yeah, yeah. it's like literally yeah. where it's essentially catch. it's okay. essentially a ski slope in the summer, right? Yeah. So you you've got all the equipment, so it's very <laughs> horror movie esque. Oh, um, nice. Uh, if you if you like abandoned theme parks, this might be your jam. Uh, <laughs> um, and that was the first kind of demoralizing to the rest of the around me uh was was that hill um it's just it's it's relentless it's it's not like the later hills where you're you're handling means in it but it is very tough especially at the um mileage it, it is at but so the entire race my goal is just to moderate my uh ambitions that might creep up during a race you see someone else going and you think Mm -hmm. oh i should catch them or you know oh i'm feeling really really good i should run this quickly um so really it was all about tapering um 
yeah, and being but, more in control, it sounds like. And being and being very yeah. in control, which yeah. also sounded like Aaron and Michael's plan. Um, but we started at the very, we were the very last ones at, at the start. And I only on paper passed seven people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how many of those I know of at least well, when uh, we at least five people that that but it was probably much higher. Yeah, well yeah. when that, we came in the the mile 14 aid station there they uh said that they were waiting for six more people and those people never came or passed us. So, so we know for sure that least, there was at least six behind us. So that's a, um that's a, we know yeah, the two so. that p- did pass us uh DNF at least two, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the girl who came in, she was very like, upset. Yeah, more like four. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, there was there was a and there could have been earlier people that DNF too that just couldn't handle. Oh it. Yeah, yeah, the guy with the beard also yeah. he yeah. DNF'd. Yeah, we saw a lot of DNFs. <laughs> yeah, I had um, I had a marathon DNF riding in the car with me back to the oh, start line, okay. and he yeah. said this is his fifth year running it, and it's the first time he ever DNF'd it. Yeah. So wow. No, it was a tough one this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you do have to realize there's not a lot of points where you can just quit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it's not like every mile you can just step off the road and call an Uber. Like, yeah. But I think Greg, to that point, like you got to know that kind of thing going into something like this. Like, absolutely. I think about any road race and it's just much more accessible to, to get help. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's what yeah. the guy the guy so me and Kate by the time we started we could have recited the race director's spiel because we've heard it the you know this is the third time we've heard it and basically he's like if you get hurt try to get to the next mm-hmm. aid station right. like like you got to kind of know what you're getting yourself into yeah. and and you know yeah. just just the I whole agree. situation if you're going to attempt something like this a race like this you have to be aware that you may be like there may be an aid station a mile away, but it be, may be a mile away and an 800 foot climb, you know, and you may be in an area where it somebody's not going to be able to get you out. You're going to have to get out. Like Absolutely not. Like, you, know? this, I don't, you guys are insane. <laughs> like if you, if you rolled an ankle, you broke an ankle, you couldn't physically walk like somebody is going to come take along some time. Yes, yeah but yeah. somebody will come along and get you to a fire road and then somebody could get a vehicle to you but it's going to be tough you know yeah. it's going to take some you know some effort on your part i just die on a rock out there you would. i, I swear to god all right greg what uh because it's such tough terrain that you have to keep in mind what you're doing to the race volunteers and the mm-hmm. race director by not just calling mm-hmm. it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. keep going and then they have to try to send people out to somehow get you off that trail it's not easy for them that is tough terrain up in those mountains so it's just you you have to be kind to yourself and kind to the the people that are putting this race on for you and just make good decisions about whether or not you can keep going it's a great yeah. point talk to people on the trail yeah get to know them at least get a name where you're from That's be great conversational advice. if yeah. you're solo because you never know 
Yeah, and help uh, people, you know, if you run into absolutely. people that are hurt, you know, don't just be like, well, sorry for you. I guess we'll see if you make it out of here alive. I mean, you have to be a little bit selfless when it comes to these trail races and you mm-hmm. can't just think about yourself and your time. You really have to think about other people. I mean, I had someone next to me fall and she fell hard, you know, but luckily there were a couple of us that were right around her that could kind of help her and get her up. Um but, you know, you just you have to be kind to everybody when you're trail racing because it's it's dangerous out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Did she have tape on her shoulders? I don't know. She was she was a little bit of an older woman. She was in the full marathon um, and she just she fell and she fell hard. So but I don't I don't remember exactly what she looked like. Me and Kate met a lady at the finish who was telling everybody that would listen <laughs> That she went down, she went down hard right on her face. Oh, oh. But I remember she had like KT tape, like, like on her arms up near her shoulders. It, it was an interesting interaction. But like, <laughs> she was like, "Man, I went down hard right on my face." <laughs> I'm excited about it. Well, you're here now, so okay. Oh, I mean, it's a it's a dangerous. Spot. I mean, you could trip and fall 400 feet down a hill. You know. Yeah. Like there, there's spots where the trail is leaning to the right and you're, you know, you trip, you're just going to, you're not, there's no stopping you, you know? So it, yeah. it's really, that was you a have to be spot aware. where I knew I was in trouble because I was moving so slowly mm-hmm. and I was in so much pain that I was like getting that kind of delirium that you get. Yes. Yeah. Back yeah. Yep. I almost fell and I was mm-hmm. like, if you would have fallen off of that, that would have not been a good situation. I'm yep. like, yeah. you've got to get yourself That yeah. was part of the reason we called because <laughs> well, I, we were both wobbly going up the one climb yeah. and it's like, you're crossing rocks on over those streams. Like they're, they're uh, bridges made of slate or whatever, you know, or granite or whatever it is. I don't know. Whatever. Pennsylvania bluestone. You know. Yeah. Um, it's blue you know, and it's mossy and it's slippery yes. and you're yeah. kind of wobbly and it's like, this is not a good yeah. situation. Yeah. I have a black toenail, a blackening toenail right now because I was so wobbly that I like tripped and hit, stubbed my toe on a, on a, a rock because I was, I was wobbly. And I think that's one of the times I said to him, I can't keep going. Like I, I can't, like I, I'm not, my footing's yeah. not good enough. For me to keep going. Well, I wasn't going to push to keep going because I wasn't comfortable with how I was climbing the hills. Like, like Melanie said, I was wobbly. Like, I had that like trail haze, you know, where you're not quite fully there. And I'm like, I don't this. This is not the kind of race where you can have that. It's not. Yeah. It's just not. All right, Greg, do you want to? Uh... Sure. So leaving uh, the ski slope area, uh, there's a very humorous sign. It basically says, um, are you an expert? You better be. Uh, because the trails up ahead are very, very serious. Oh, God. Injury and death. Um, injury and or death. Part of that, part, part of the sign, I assume, is it, this is a ski resort, right? So snow. But they're still true. Like these, these, the trails from that point were, were very steep, very loose, um, kind of dirt. Um, I did slip in the sense of you're already leaning back. You're going to end up on your butt. Uh, and I think if I remember from social, that was a, a troublesome section for you guys last year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where a lot of people were doing the same thing, except last year it was worse because it was, it was wet, wet. Yeah. slick yeah. and muddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, I made it to mile 20 
also known as Quitter's Row. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time on the clock said about 5.55. Uh, the aid station attendant there said, uh, keep in mind, the race does not finish in a valley. For some quick perspective, Greg did the first, uh, what, 20 miles in, 20 miles. in five hours, 58 minutes. And then it took you uh, over two, almost um, two hour, two and a half hours two to hours do the last six. Two and a half hours. Almost wow. two and a half to do the last six. Yeah. Just for some perspective on how difficult, how, the, how difficult yeah. the back half of that uh, that marathon is, and that's all Tom and Kate did, <laughs> and that's all they <laughs> that's did. That's all yeah. that they did. You're yeah. welcome. See, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And if you look at the elevation profile, the first two and some change of that uh, going down is gradual-ish, mm-hmm. and then it just jumps off a cliff. Uh, the fire road just tanks down mm-hmm. and, and you know all of that is just broken boulders and i swear i felt like i was going to cause some pennsylvania avalanche you get down to throat punch hill aid station uh, some of the most uh, energetic of any of the aid stations and then you start that that massive climb um out of that aid station and you just you climb and climb you have a gradual climb steep climb cliff climb and then repeat uh, for throat punch and, and soul sucker. And then uh, the race director has the kindness of taking you on the path inside the woods about two, three feet from a perfectly fine paved road. Yes. I didn't the, appreciate the best, that. The best paved road around. And uh, here you are on a bit that you cannot run on every time you think you can run in three steps you wouldn't be able to so you end up just just meandering through the woods thinking wouldn't it be nice i am running with with dina as i had for most of the race uh finishing it out um i turn that corner it's eight hours and 20 minutes after starting uh and um in the back of my head for the last couple miles i'm like man i'm really slowing down and i haven't seen Aaron or Michael. So surprise of all surprise, Aaron and Michael are at the finish and Aaron is running and filming me. <laughs> I was going to so say, like, what did takes... you think when you like came over and then you just heard her scream? Because I heard screaming. it on video. You probably, I mean, you might have heard it from home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you saying I'm loud? I'm confused. <laughs> not only are they here, which means they didn't finish Aaron is in enough of a good shape to yell and (laughs) run at pace while filming me through the finish line (laughs) so you go okay so they finished but they must feel great (laughs) Um, you got a second win because you know I don't know how long it had been you know I, I hadn't seen them since you know very early on in the race so um, yeah, but I mean, the uh, fact that I was running just real quick, uh, shows you that my legs were actually not that bad. It was, uh, everything yeah. else that was, that yeah. was off, but I was able to continue moving and I did, I ran Greg into the finish in and, my yes. UFOs and a camera. In <laughs> yep. And that is the, uh, glorious tales of, uh, rocking the knob, rocking the knob, yeah. blue knob. And you put in 10 miles today, so you're feeling great. Yeah, and we walked <laughs> around Philly for 10 miles. Uh, yeah, so I would, I definitely would like to go back 
He said yesterday that he is not going to do it again. He's well, no, like, I said I was going to do the half. Yeah, he said I'm not. I I don't ever want to do the full again. And then today he's like, I think I want revenge. I'm like, what? Like you can't like. Stop. I think it depends on what else stop. I'm doing on the race calendar, how it fits in. Yeah, I, I yeah. Do you you can't just throw this all. I guess you can because I did, but <laughs> smartly you shouldn't just tackle this race. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you really have to focus on it. Else. Yeah, yeah, Greg, if your fitness level wasn't where it was, like, like, do you think you would have been able to do it? Like, if you were just training for like a regular uh, marathon and not like doing all the cross training you had been doing? Yeah, because like, not only have I, I have been cross training a lot, a lot of strength training and a lot of mileage, and this is not my first trail run. I've done yeah. both, yeah, West Coast and East Coast mountain mountain trail runs. Yeah, so. I knew, I mean, you can't know any, cause every course is going to be different, but I kind of yeah. knew the echelon of what this was. Yeah. Um, so I was confident in my, in my fitness level. And as long as I did not have a, a catastrophic injury or some kind yeah. of sickness type thing, take me out. I was pretty confident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tommy got something and else that's to why, say? Another reason why I took it. So, conservatively um was i just didn't want to i didn't want to fall to the point where you know i'd take myself out of this and and Mm -hmm. races coming down the pike because chicago's in three weeks but also space coast is a month after that um so there's just a lot of a lot of stuff coming well two things one space coast isn't important there's no reason we any of us should go down there so um just one last note before we wrap this up is uh, I said it last week uh, that Pretzel City puts on the best races or some of the best races, but Allegheny Trail Runners also put on some of the best races. I just love trail races. I love Allegheny Trail Races. We'll be mm. back again. Benjamin, who actually I think listens to our podcast, uh, w- was out there. Uh, he's a great RD. Ooh. If you get a chance to to check him out, check him out on his Instagram um, and come join us next year because uh, it sounds like a lot of us are coming coming back for rocking the knob. Yep. And Tom signing up for the half marathon. So. Yeah. Right, so you guys have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> do the half marathon next year. Just come with me, and we'll all do the half. No one needs to do the full. Oh, marathon. I love that. You should do that. See? I don't know how many five star reviews it's going to take me to sign up for that half. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. It was five. It was five for a ten k. So what? Ten. Yeah, let's do it, everyone. And and we got 12, so we'll see. 144 has to be exponential. I wouldn't wouldn't say no, but Mm. we'll we'll see what happens. Intriguing, guys. Yeah. All right. I love how I have an automatic out. I'm like, I don't have have a knee. (laughs) Oh, God. The good news is they gave you the medal to start, so. Yeah. Yeah, so now we have two useless medals. We still have them, technically. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Awesome. Well, I'm so proud of all of you guys. Even um, if you didn't finish, it was a tough day out there, and you guys did. Awesome. And I'm proud of you for listening to your bodies. Honestly. Yep. Do it more. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like, don't be miserable. I don't understand. Like, a race is miserable enough. Like, don't do it while you're already miserable. <laughs> <laughs> more of a challenge. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for for joining us today. You guys are awesome. All right. We should uh, get into the next one. Let's get into it. Episode doesn't end up being 800 years long. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck. The knob. (laughs) So the next race. The rise of the knob. 
It's the rise of the knob. Rocking the knob. <laughs> we are back again. For it's, Tom, it's part two. Part two, yeah. For Michael and I, it was part three, but really only not part, part three, three for, for me, me. Part yeah. two for you. Two, two and a half? <laughs> part one for me. I've never been. I've never ran it. Um, I've also, I realized when we were there that I've never even been at a trail race before. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never went to Tom's other other ones no. down in Maryland? Okay. No, no, she didn't. The local one that's five minutes from here? No, she did not. No, it was COVID. I wasn't allowed. That's oh, true. Well, Actually, yeah, that's, that's true. very yeah. true. Actually, that's very yeah, true. That's, Spectators that were right. not allowed. Yeah, okay. that's right. Because the first time, yeah, that's right. Oh, and also we and- realized you had never met Melanie before. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We went to dinner with Melanie and her husband. And I didn't Jeremy. even like introduce myself because I felt like I knew her. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, have we met? <laughs> I didn't realize until you guys said that. I'm like, oh wait. Yeah. They have never met. Well, because I forgot that you weren't there last year. And Michael was like, Why wasn't she there last year? I was like, Didn't she have weren't you studying? Didn't you, you use that test. as like that big weekend that you were gonna study for while Tom was I had, away? I had I had a yeah, I had a test and then I was doing dry try at Orange Theory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that there was um a reason why you didn't go and you figured you would just take that weekend to like do a, like a major study session since Tom would be away for that big test you were taking. Yep. And um honestly, it's it's inconveniently far away. So if he decides he wants to do it again, he may he may be on his own. <laughs> Thanks, dear. Here's the thing. So rocking the knob is a it's a trail race. There's a 10K, a half, and a full. It's in the Blue Knob State Park on the basically the the ski mountain. Yeah, Blue Knob Mountain. Yeah, Blue Knob Mountain, and it you know, um, so there's absolutely no no cell phone reception anywhere. (laughs) It's a it's a dead zone. I had a touch of service. Last year, I felt like I had a touch more service. I don't really know what happened this year. I like literally, like every so often, like I said, I'd get something random, but really nothing enough to like do anything with. So, but uh, yeah, we all drove up Friday evening. It's a Saturday morning race. We had uh, dinner at um, Horn O' Plenty for the second time time, uh, in Bedford, PA. And uh, we were joined by Melanie and Jeremy. Yep. Lovely time. Good food. Yep. Nice farm to table kind of place. Really they good. They stayed at the Airbnb that was right above there. And uh, the rest of us stayed at the hotel we've sort of always stayed at. <laughs> That's half hour away from the race because there's nothing in between. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. Closest town unless you uh, get an Airbnb at the resort. Yeah. Uh, which was almost as much money. And I don't know. We just. Yeah, it was, we yeah. also waited till the last minute and didn't make any big decisions for some reason and mm-hmm. whatever. So morning of, we drove up there. Um, we were all the so the marathon takes off at eight, the half marathon takes off at nine, and the ten k takes off at ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Everyone kind of wanted to see Michael off, so uh, everyone was there pretty early, seven fifteen, seven thirty, seven thirty, yeah. Uh, we saw our race director friend Ben. Mm-hmm. He's sadistic. Yeah, oh yeah, it, he is, is it is a super not stressful start though. Mm. Like, very chill, very oh, chill. You chill. people get there, you know, park Roll along around. the road, 
yep. get set up, get their bibs. I mean, you literally park at the start line. Yeah. 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 Uh, get- <laughs> It's yeah, and I don't like, know if all trail races are like that, but generally, like yeah. everyone just we're just like milling hey. around and they're like, oh, I guess we should walk over here now. Like, <laughs> it's not like at like a road race where people are like super intense the entire morning. Yeah. No, and that's then, really like that is... everyone's in line forty five minutes before it goes. <laughs> no, that's that's generally what it is. I mean, uh, when you think about like uh, you know Vanessa's races, the Big Woods race, you think about all the races. That's sort of what it is. They're all just very chill you get a few people up front who are really you know gunning you know who'll be a little more yeah but it's like ready, five but, people not yeah. like 300 of them yeah yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. we're like guys you need to like calm it down like take yeah. it down a few notches yeah no everybody there is just like oh, yeah i guess i'll uh throw on my vest and uh wander up to the start line and uh <laughs> and it's super friendly there's dogs yeah. all around you're petting dogs you're like people are just walking around saying hi like even if you don't really know them like it's just a totally mm-hmm. different like feel it really is i mean we've kind of always said that trail races just have a different feel to them um yeah. michael took off it's, uh, 8 a.m i'm gonna before michael we do some race recaps i'll insert uh tom had a price of fame moment oh uh, right after you i didn't had, hear about this till the ride home went until when um you took off. Uh, we went and the there was a crew with Napsylvania, knob, Napsylvania, not yep. as in not like rock the knob, blue knob, yeah, and Pennsylvania put together. Uh, they were selling some gear, and so we went over to buy some gear. We're standing there, and I don't know. Somebody said something about podcast, and the woman who's selling the gear says. Oh my God, are you guys some the Will Run For podcast? And we were like, yeah. And she comes over and she starts hugging us. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> it was so sweet. Um, and so um, Tom's like, oh my God, people know us. And so <laughs> we have this whole thing. And then as we're standing there, our friend Brooke, who we had met uh, a few minutes earlier, um, comes over and I guess that they all knew each other. And she says to Brooke, Oh my God, I just met the, the Will Renfer crew. And I didn't hear this, but Tom did. And so I sure Tom heard it. taps me on the shoulder. He's like, Oh my God, did you hear that? Did you hear that? I was like, what? She's like, First of all, I wasn't like, us. I played it a little bit cooler. I was like, Aaron, Aaron, cooler. obviously we have a reputation here. <laughs> and I think it's because we had been on and did like a rock and the run knob recap. I guess this is our third recap of Rockin' the Knob. Yeah. And so, we had been on. Yeah. The race director, so I think so. it's just uh, people. Yes. Uh, which is why the she, they said that they had found us. They heard Ben's episode and then they went back into our backlog catalog and started listening to some other things. And so now, you know, it was, it was super fun, though. It's a great yeah, time. That's awesome. That was cool. Yeah. And we got to meet Brooke Shamwow and her husband, mm-hmm. Brad. So that was really awesome too. We hung out with them oh, yeah, a really little bit fun. before. Um, Tom has a new soulmate. Ian Brad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's cool. <laughs> cool guy. Cool guy. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to bring up our price of fame moment that Tom enjoyed. I'm just saying, when I meet someone with really good taste in music, it, it sits with me. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Brad. Uh, um, yeah. Go ahead, Tom. No, no. So, so we saw Michael off. Yep. And then, and then people were like, 
starting to show up, and they were like, Tom, what's going on with the, your shoes? Here's the thing. <laughs> a running, Everyone said something. <laughs> a running theme throughout oh my God. this recap is going to be mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> mistakes were absolutely made. I made a few different mistakes. The first of which Diana pointed out, um, I had in my head, so I in my head I had um, thought, I'm just going to briskly hike a half marathon through the yeah. woods, right? Well, honestly, there's not a lot of running area on that half course anyway. So I, I wore hiking boots. They're After heavy. he solicited feedback for six months Didn't on what type of trail shoes to buy. Yeah, so it was like three months. Trail shoes. And, and yeah. Brad yeah. had a pair of the speed goats on that were high top. So we had a little chat with him about those. And then Melanie had recommended the ultra high tops. And I think Michael recommended the Solomon high tops. Yeah. So what happened there, Tom? I felt like Melanie was personally offended. She's she like, was. I literally sent you a link. She did. <laughs> Here's the thing. You can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make him drink. I heard that so, Tom had some of them in his cart. I apologize that I asked for this feed, uh, this advice. Oh and then God. I literally bought concert tickets instead of shoes. <laughs> which That was the first mistake. But I mean, my oh, shoes were... Were, they were definitely tight enough, and they definitely protected my ankle. Uh, so gosh. I was just trudging through and not worried about really rolling an ankle. It so was that so was, funny. Mentally, Weckerly that was cool. Walked up and because she he was supposed to run with you, and we was like, "Did you not buy shoes?" Yes. Also, let's talk about how. Okay, so the Wecker, Weckerly and um. Um, Angie were there and they text us at like, we barely were getting service and we, we did manage to get this text where they're like, we're the half marathon starts at nine. And our, the text we get is we're just getting in the car now. We should be ETA is nine or eight. 850 and Tom is literally turns to us and goes that's my worst nightmare unacceptable <laughs> it all it all panned out fine but I'm like he's just gonna have to, he would catch me no matter what but like he's just gonna have to catch me because I am not waiting <laughs> <laughs> and then so they really did get there at like exactly 850 like Ben's already out doing his pre-race stuff and uh, Andrew's going over to get his bib and like getting everything all put on like oh my God, as he's doing amazing. his pre-race stuff and he was like ready at like 8.58 to go. <laughs> yeah. He only needed he was all fra- He forgot his phone. Oh he yeah, he didn't bring his phone on the trail. Uh, it's useless out there anyway. It's true. Really is. <laughs> but he did say that there was like a couple places he would have liked to have taken pictures. pictures. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. Well, for me, that was yeah. useless too because I got to the overlook and went to take a picture and I was locked out of my phone for an hour because I had sweat all over it Ugh, and it wasn't working God. so it was yeah. that uh, well so then they take off and uh then we're left with melanie and angie who are running yeah. the 10k oh yeah because jeremy ran the half too yeah, oh, and, yeah melanie's oh, yep. husband jeremy was doing the half and yes. that was his, his first, first half, half marathon mm-hmm. yes and Picked um, a hell of a half to start oh, yeah. for the record the night before he did say oh, at God. dinner that uh <laughs> He, when we asked him what he was expecting to do, he was like, uh, three hours. And we we're like, oh, wow, that's a lofty goal. And he was like, well, there's no point in driving up here if I'm going to do a half marathon for m- in more than three hours. <laughs> and we were all like, no one said anything. And we we're like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, no one knew what to say. 
It's hard Jeremy, to know you. unless you've done this race. Yes. It's hard to know the conditions in those woods and on those mountains. Yeah. Yeah. It's really difficult. Say, it's not like we ran Labor Pains a few weeks ago, which is a typical, I would say, East Coast type trail race. It's got yeah. climbing, it's got hills, it's got some rocks and things like that. Like Labor Pains is like here and rocking the knobs up here. And if you can't see that, my one hand is like three foot higher than the other. It's like so like. Your basic trail race is one thing. Rocking the knob is like graduate level trail running. Well, I mean, it's like it's it's considered like PA's like hardest 10K course. It's like the, the 10K number two. Course is insane. It's like the number yeah. two um, half or marathon course in the in the Northeast. No, it's like this. Well, it's the second hardest. Seventh in the in the Northeast, first in Pennsylvania. So, oh, second in Pennsylvania, I think. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's really Regardless, hard. It's, it's really hard. Yeah. It's very um, technical. Yeah. So Jeremy took off. We were left with Angie and and Melanie. Uh, Diana and I were put in charge of Baby Winter, who is freaking adorable. Oh, she's so cute. Um, and so then they took off, and so Diana and I stayed behind and cheered. And um, now I guess you guys can re. Race recap. Yeah, I'll do the oh, yeah. race first work. since it's pretty easy. I don't know if there's not much, not too much to it, but uh, quick like a description from their site is uh, Rockin' the Knob, one of the Mid Atlantic's region's most physically demanding races with 250 feet of climbing per mile on your legs. God. But that also means there's 250 feet of descent per mile on your legs because you're going up and down because you're finishing and starting at the same place. So for every yeah. mile, you're going up and down 250 feet, essentially. So every time you're going down, you're going back up. <laughs> if there's a long downhill, you're going back up. I don't remember reading this description. Our sadistic race directors hear embedded challenges that are designed to mess with the heads of even the most seasoned trail runner. It, it, definitely. 100%. That is the description. It so, all right. I'll get into the marathon. So um, I started off. It was fine. I was, I was like, I know I need to run everything I can run because I know like I need to make the cutoffs and I know the back end is hard. So like the first 15 miles I was cruising, like I had some, you know, 10 thirties, 10 fifteens running downhill and stuff. You know, so like even my climbs, I had like, under 20 minute miles on some of the climbs. So like, I'm like, all right, I'm in, I know if I get to mile, uh, I think I, my target was if I get to mile 14, I was around a little over four hours or something like that. Maybe mile 15. I was a little over four hours. I was like, I know the back end is going to be about the same amount as that, even though it's only another, uh, it's less mileage, but it's ex exponentially harder. <laughs> Like this race is backloaded. The marathon mm -hmm. is backloaded. You get so yeah. tricked. Like I think I ran a half in a little over three, like a half marathon in a little over three hours. So yeah, it must've been fifth mile 15. I was closing in on four hours, but then be around like 15, 15 and a half, you hit this climb and it just goes. Is that the waterfall climb I don't that know Tom had to do? Yeah, that one's there. I don't know if that's that one. I forget. But there's two big climbs before you get 
No, the waterfall one's right before the, Quitters Row. Oh. So that's it, right? No, I think. Well, the before Quitters Row is the ski slope. Oh, the yeah, waterfall you're right. is the waterfall before, is at fifteen to sixteen. Yeah, yeah, the waterfall is the one before the one where we dropped last year yeah. around mile eighteen. Right. So you get to so you're cruising along. I mean, cruising relative term. It's super technical the whole way, regardless. There, oh, there are areas where you can run and stuff though. Um, it is very rocky. You know, you really got to pay attention. So then you get to the ravine where you're just climbing up the waterfall for a mile and a half. <laughs> Tom enjoyed that. And it is relentless climbing. It is 10%, like almost 10% grade the whole way for a mile and a half. Just Whew. nonstop. It's unbelievable. It, yeah. yeah. It's like, st- <laughs> you know, rock steps, mossy rocks, crossing o- back and forth over the waterfall that's slippery. You know what the word we kept hearing over and over and over again yesterday was? <laughs> when we were like, how was it? What, what was it like? And we were getting feedback from people. Multiple people said, there, it's just mean. <laughs> like, why is it so mean? <laughs> it is mean. <laughs> so I was, there was like a group of four or five people I was around most of the time. Um, and like a, a bunch of them passed me on that hill eventually. Like, I, and I was like, oh, wow, they're really, really going good. So I was like, I'm just going to keep doing what I got to do. Cause I know I got a bunch more climbs. So I was taking breaks and, and just trying to be smart. Cause I knew I had a lot coming up. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I had plenty of time. I was well under, you know, cutoffs and stuff, but we got the word at the beginning of the day that the, uh, ski slopes had massive washouts on them from a heavy yeah. rainstorm. And I mean, massive. And not just washouts, like it blew loose giant rocks all over the ski slope. So you can't, there was like, it was treacherous going down the ski slope. And so you're basically going down like a mile of ski slope, like just nonstop, very steep. And then all of a sudden you turn right and have to go straight up a ski slope that's super steep. Oh my God. That's like 500 feet high or something. And you're literally just climbing up the grassy ski slope. <laughs> so I got there and my quads and groin locked up as I turned to make the climb up from running down or, or from slowing myself down, going down the ski slope. And so I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, like everything's locking up. And eventually I just started climbing, took my time. I would take breaks on the way up. And that's right before you get back to Quitter's Row, which mm-hmm. is... uh the like the start finish area um before you go out on the what is the 10k course for the back end of the marathon yeah that's where i came and saw yeah. you because uh quitters row is right next to the the start finish the start finish that's what I just said. yeah yeah so i came running up to you to see how you were <laughs> i was like just zapped because like, you use so much energy in that so section yeah i well, just yeah it's like insane were there, people just going down on their butts, like going down the ski slope on their butts because, because it was so like. You're talking, you had massive rocks like this big all oh over the place God. because of the rain had. I mean, there were like washouts that were two, three feet deep. Oh my God. Right next to you where it was just all rock just blown out everywhere. Somebody said they saw somebody, people going down on their butts. I mean, it could have been. There are some areas that are very steep. So. I thought it was you. Yes. Maybe it was Jeremy then. It's I'm not, not sure. Me. Somebody yeah. said something about seeing people on their butts. <laughs> That's very possible. I would not do that. I would not recommend it. Um, 
so uh, like I had used, uh, I should have taken more calorie, like that section, mm-hmm. I really needed more calories for than I, than I took in, but not like I wasn't like super deficient. So at, at the Quitters Row aid station, I did pound a lot of stuff. Uh, and it was they, funny because we saw you coming <laughs> and Aaron like ran in her freaking boot, like a <laughs> lunatic over. And somebody part yelled of us at were me. Like, we're like, is she going to make it worse or better if she goes over there? We're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was we, fine. And we, we can't, we, we, we said at the end, it was, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, needed, I, I knew I needed, needed to talk. <laughs> I needed to take a minute there and just reset after yeah. that. Cause it is such yeah. a grind. That section, it's two and a half miles of just straight down and straight up. Well, just when I, rushing you. And when I came over, I was like, are you good? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm keep. Go- I'm going to keep going. I'm like, you're going to keep going. And he's like, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> yes, just keep going. You're fine. Yeah. Like you've got, you've got, and even the guy when, when I had heard us, overheard us. three hours. And finish. he was like, you yeah. can do a 10K in like two, two, two and a half hours. Like yeah. you're fine. You're, you've got, you've got plenty of time. And I was like, yeah, you have yeah. to go back out. You can't stop now. Yeah. So what I did, uh, I took in a bunch of calories. I had actually taken some calories right before getting to the aid station um i and then at the aid station i took a bunch had some cokes and stuff too and and just really like and i and i set my mind to i'm just gonna hike because from there you leave there and you go sh- like it's three and a half miles to the throat punch hill aid station right before you climb oh. throat punch hill so it go you go for like a mile and a half two miles where it's like slightly going downhill and then it drops like a thousand feet down to throat punch. Oh my off. god! <laughs> on these like real loose rock roads, so I, re- I, I was like, that. I am just gonna hike to there so I can like I know I am gonna need a ton of energy to get up throat punch, so I gotta recover in this two and a half miles. So I just hiked. So two of the people who I had passed uh, at some point on the climbs on the later climbs that were on the earlier climbs that had passed me, we've been going back and forth a lot. We're running this section and ran past me and we were all, we were all some of the last finishers. So like they, they passed me and I'm like, Oh, well, good for them. Um, but so I got to throw a punch hill aid station and basically at each aid station, they have a sign for what the next section is with the elevation and all the throat punch hill one is two and a half miles 1400 feet of climbing 450 <laughs> feet of descent <laughs> in two and a half miles to end yeah. the race <laughs> that's to end the marathon or whatever it's you special. want to call it it's like 27 yeah. miles or whatever so i'm like all right so i got some more stuff at at that aid station i'm like just gonna keep moving forward and that's it i was like i got time i was like i, I just need to be steady on throw and throw punch hill is a grind Oh yeah, is is. the top part of it is harder than the bottom part, but the bottom part is longer. So you're basically Mm -hmm. going like the bottom part. You're doing like a thirty percent grade for like a mile or half mile or whatever it is. It's like you're just going up, stopping at trees. Like you have to stop at a tree so you don't fall down the hill. Yes, and like (laughs) lean on the tree. Like that's how you get up. So you go up, you go up and you stop at a tree, take a break. And like, I passed the two of them on throat punch hill and just, I actually went up it pretty fast and steadily. Like for me, uh, it Weck was like part of the problem is like there's actual trail up there, but then <laughs> Ben just it. sends you up like a freaking hill, like a 
like he was like like a goddamn goat yeah. like i don't yes. understand yeah yes. like why there's an actual trail and he just uh, ignores it and then sends you up yeah. the side because yeah, there's switchbacks that's yes. what i said the first time there's switchbacks there's like a perfect like, yeah. good trail you <laughs> no. can just keep going on instead he's like turn right and just go up the giant steep thing instead of taking the switchback yeah well the <laughs> worst part so i get to the top of throat punch i sit down for a minute i'm like let me catch my breath get my heart rate down and then you're on uh, just a, a gravel road. It's, it's very rocky, but you're on a road, uh, like a fire road. And I'm like, all right, now I'll start hiking. I'm going to hike to the next section. I know there's more climb to go. Um, so you're going down this road, and then you just see the caution tape. And you're like, oh, man. Because the caution tape means there's a turn there, essentially. And that's that climb that is like forty two percent grade or something. It's called up. It's called upper throat yeah, punch. It's upper throat punch. It is <laughs> oh, so God. steep. You literally use your hands and feet to climb it. Yeah. Like the lady had the lady I had passed on throat punch caught up to me. The guy he had kind of faded. He finished about twenty minutes behind us. Um, she caught up to me, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling all right." She was. She was. She like back a little bit, and I got to upper throat punch. Uh, I think I trotted up there, and so I claw literally clawed my way to the top of it, and then took a break at the top again because that one's not as long; it's short, but it is literally you can't stop on it or you will slide down it. That was like, when Angie oh came back from it. Like her, God. did you see how how her hands were like just yeah. full of dirt because she'd been clawing up the mountain. Yeah. yeah she's like where can i wash my hands we're like there's hand sanitizer over by the porter bodies oh uh, yeah so i get up that and i'm like oh jesus so then i'm there's a, you're on another fire road again so I'm, I'm just walking at that point i'm like i got plenty of time i'm through the hardest part of this i'm just gonna hike it out to the end and i and she's basically on the fire road below me below that hill and i hear oh my god <laughs> I'm yep. like, oh i was like yep i know where she, i know what just happened and uh so i i was just really taking my time just you know cause i i knew as i was gonna finish so i didn't care like what if i finish at 8 30 or 8 20 who cares it doesn't matter so she caught back up to me and we kind of ran the last or ran walked the last like mile or so together and uh she's like i, I She's like starting to try. She's like, oh, God, I can't run. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, me either. But she was trying to get to the finish before her watch died. Um, so so we were just like speed hiked it as best we could. And then once we came out of the woods and saw the finish line, trot it to the finish line, and that was it. It, it was like, I mean, it was warm. Uh, it was 80 degrees out yesterday. Uh, the 10K course was really hot um, at that point in the day. Um, and it was the 10 K course is just relentless. I mean, it is relentless. Mm. It's so hard. Like the 10 K is you go straight down and you go straight up. It, it's just, I think that's nonstop. the meanest part about it is that you have to go straight. Like, it's not like you get to go down at the end. It's like you go straight down for three miles and then they make you go straight back up for three miles. So the last part of the marathon is straight up. It's like mean. Yeah. We're back to it's it mean. <laughs> it is mean. Yeah, yeah it's like, but I, was, I finished. That's all I wanted to do. I was happy with that. Um, I'm glad I did run hard to start the race and bank time. You know, 
I, you know, I really made sure I concentrate because last year that's where we screwed up. We were yeah. trying to conserve energy in the beginning for all the stuff at the end. Yeah. And we went too slow and uh, ended up missing the cutoff. Yeah. So this time I was like, I am going to bank my time early because I know what's coming at the end. And even when we talked about our, in our, like in our post, what we normally do when we do our post race um, evaluation just between the two of us, that was one of the things we said was we, we thought that conserving the energy in the beginning was the, the right thing. But if we did it again, we were going to have to make sure we ran out the first part of it where there was actual runnable sections. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, he, he basically heeded what we, what we said. Yeah. I was like, I got, I need to put in as much, you know, time between me and a cutoff now because at the end you're not making anything up. Yeah. Like you're not making up time on throat punch Hill or (laughs) anything (laughs) else, you know, even if you climb it well, you're not putting any time between you and the cutoff really. Yeah. But it's a beautiful course. I uh, filled up my water bottle on the waterfall climb and drank the water. Uh, I should have brought a filter with me. That would have been smarter, but it <laughs> did, didn't bother me regardless. So I did have some nice fresh mountain water on the way up. Uh, and uh, I finished and I was happy with that. And other than if Aaron wants to run the full again, I will most likely only do the half going forward. But who knows? <laughs> he said that last year and then he signed up for the marathon this year so i don't believe anything he said he also on the way to the race accidentally started his watch somehow in his bag oh, God. and declared at the at when he that found his watch <laughs> when he again. found his watch and it was like had been running all night and he wasn't sure what percentage of, of battery he was gonna have left he was like i give up i'm never running a race ever again and i was like <laughs> Okay, that's the appropriate reaction. I mean, that's to have. that's fine. That's fine. None of us have ever acted that way, Aaron. <laughs> I did oh uh, remember God. all my nutrition, though. Yay! Hey, uh, that's a start. Baby steps. Oh man, let me tell you: when your quads and groin lock up, it's not a great feeling. Mm. Oh God! <laughs> oh, that was the thing. Like, so my I had the issue with my quads on the ski slope when I went on a the 10k thing i was just i'm like just hiking right about a mile and a half in my right quad starts cramping up as i'm walking and it is like painful and i'm like i have to just keep moving like i can't and thankfully like it just worked itself out like i was able to hike through it but it was uh it's not a great feeling (laughs) i'll tell you that Mm. But huh. other than that, only uh, you know, turned my ankle a couple times, but it's totally fine and no big deal. So, all healthy otherwise. Nice, good, Tom. Uh, how do you? How was your race? So I'm not going to go into obnoxious detail because I already posted about it on social media, and but I will I will say that mistakes were made. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I respected the race enough. In my in my head, like in hindsight, and it's it's hard to know, but you know, I did the 10k, and yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> but like, I'm like looking at the elevation and or what I thought was the elevation, and I'm like, well, I could put another six or so miles in front of that as long as it's relatively flat. <laughs> there is no and be prepared for flat. it. That was yeah. dumb. Like I just made I kept. I kept making mental dumb mistakes. So I, I wore the wrong shoes. 
Um, I did have a, a, a hydration pack, which was the first time I used it, which worked out fine, actually. Worked out perfectly fine. So that was great. I burped your bladder. You did burp my bladder, which was you um, an important I think lesson brought on us how closer. Not to slush. Yes. How yeah. not to slush. Yeah, it was sloshing around in the hotel room. He was like, he filled it up and then like did like a little like run in the hotel room. I was like, there's something going on with your bladder. <laughs> yeah. So for those that don't know, if you burp your bladder, it means you get all the air out so that it yes. doesn't make that sloshing so it noise. Go, <laughs> <laughs> all day. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there was also, you kept meaning to do like training and you were going to go up to like Patapsico State Park and all that. And then you just never did. Didn't, didn't train on trails once for this particular race. (laughs) In my head, we had done a 10 miler, a 12 miler, a half marathon, the three weeks prior, you know. So I was like, so I can do the distance. Yeah, I can do the distance on flat ground. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Not with 3,500 feet of elevation? Not respecting the race. Like, I did not respect this race, and it humbles the hell out of you. Oh, it will. Immediately. I wonder if you would have been better in sneakers rather than your hiking boots. Not trail sneakers, just your regular running I don't think there would have been enough traction. Now, and no. I don't think there would have been enough ankle support. My whole thing, yeah. my whole thing in life is rolling an ankle is is um just the worst thing. But not anyways. everyone had shoes with ankle support. No, because trail run. I, I have a whole opinion on trail runners. It's amazing. <laughs> what, what, what's that opinion? <laughs> that we don't care in, about our ankles. I, that we don't I care don't about. Understand. <laughs> Because I'm going through some of these sections, most of the race, and I'm just staring at my feet, mm. which I have high ankle boots on that are very protect. My ankles are very protected. Like if I if I slipped, I'm everything's going down. I'm not rolling an ankle. Mm. And you can still roll. See, an ankle here's the thing: not, not not with the protection that I had, just because I. Anyways, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But like, I, I had the wrong shoes on. But I do um, want to go down that rabbit hole for one second. I actually have had like hiking boots that are like high and I actually don't like them because they don't allow my ankles to move. I actually mm-hmm. on those kinds of rocks, I want some movement so that like my whole leg isn't turning. Yeah, that you because if, if your ankle's not moving enough, then like when you lose grip or something, you're going to blot your knee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. I, so, I, I and my of- my ankle. Okay, so I I don't want to talk out of two sides of my <laughs> mouth. Like, like I was well protected, but and it was very supported. But there was definitely some movement, but not like. Anyways, I was fine, but I was looking <laughs> at my feet. I was looking at my feet for four and a half hours. Um, but anyways, so we started out with Weckerly, and we're making some good time. My whole thought process was if I could maintain a twenty minute mile throughout this entire thing, I'd be fine. Mm. which is true and we did and we did for six or so miles and then we get to one part where and we're making good time we're chit-chatting you know weckerly's doing that thing where he asks mm-hmm. me for my opinion on something and then when i give an opinion he tells me it's the wrong opinion <laughs> <laughs> uh we had a we had a custard versus soft serve ice cream debate <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll post a poll but um, no, it was going great. And then we start on one climb 
and he just keeps getting further and further away. And we hear that the sweeper has passed us. And so, which is weird about being in those woods because like people can come up on you and then disappear and you don't hear anything. Yeah. So I lost Weckerly, but I had always told him and I kept repeating it. If you, if you want to go, go, just keep going. Um, so now I'm by myself at like mile seven and I'm just trudging. But you guys had gotten slightly off course, right? And that's part of the reason why. We went off course yeah. one time and for like just a little bit. And then we got back on and then we saw a random hiker and she was like, hey, you guys with the race? And we're like, yeah. She's like, I just saw your pacer. So <laughs> Weckerly just kind of, he's already leading me for uh, like a good bit. Um, and then he just start, kept going and I just couldn't catch him. So he just went. Yeah. Fine. But now it's me by myself. And I'm just going. And then I get to the part where it's this long valley. And there's like basically a, like a creek that's running down the middle of it with waterfalls. It was beautiful. And you just keep going back and forth over it. And it's just a long grind of a climb. And like this one guy came up on me with poles and, and like he had to sit down next to me cause his, his quads were locking up and he's like, give me a minute. I'm like, do you need help? I asked him if it, if I could help him knowing full well that I had nothing that I could do to help this man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, the thought that counts. So, so, you know, I kept going, but I'd have to stop every so often because my heart was beating out of my yep. chest. Yep. And my, my legs are absolutely on fire. Like my, my hamstrings, my quads, everything is just on fire. Like it was such a grind. And in my head, now I'm by myself in the woods. And in my head, I'm <laughs> starting to quit. I honestly, I was starting to quit. And then the, um, the pacer guy or the pacer, the sweeper guy was right behind me. Very nice guy. His name is Aaron. He's from West Virginia. He does custom cabinetry work. Um, we got to know each other. We got to know each other very well. He was the most, and you guys saw him at the end of the race. He was yeah. the most laid back dude in oh, the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he was not pushing me. He was like, do you want me to talk to you? Do you want me to hang back? I'm like, are you just here for me? Yes. Like literally <laughs> this one sweeper was just on my heels the entire time and just stopping. He wasn't pushing me. He was just stopping, giving me little pep talks. You know, he wasn't bothering me. I'm like, do you need to sweep me? Like, honestly, because it's just me and you on this mountain and I'm taking forever and I don't have anything else in my tank, buddy. And he's like, nah, man, it's cool, man. Just, you know, we just do what we do. And I'm like, seriously, do you need to sweep me? Like, I don't like in my head. I'm like, please sweep me. I'm like, I was at like mile. And so the, the tough part about blue, uh, rocking the knob is, like I said, if you set out to do a half marathon and you're thinking it's 13.1 miles, it is not. That's not the case. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Because yeah. I think what the half distance actually ended up being was closer to 14, 15 miles. Yeah, yeah. Or it's something like, yeah, like 14 that. 14 and a half or something like that. So, yeah. And, and that was slowly, it was slowly like I was realizing that and I was like at mile 11 or something and I'm like, I can't do four more miles, especially if I have huh. to hit this one cutoff by. One o'clock, and then they moved it to one thirty, and so I'm all confused, and I'm like, "When am I gonna just get picked up?" <laughs> because I'm because I can't breathe. My 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 heart is beating harder than it's ever beaten. I'm, 
you know, my lack of fitness was catching up with me. And then in my head, I'm like, yeah, but you still put in a hell of an effort. So like my, my pride was not going to be hurt no matter what. I just wanted a human to be able to rescue me. myself. So, so he's like running ahead and he's trying to get a GPS signal and he's trying to figure out like where the nearest aid station was. And, uh, he found it and then he's like, yeah, it's just a mile up this, uh, this fire road. And I'm like, can they drive the car down the fire road? He's like, nah. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, so I, I trudge up this thing and, and they met me like, they're like, Hey, cool. Yeah. Give me your bib. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I gave my bib. They gave me a, a, a beer. Um, they gave me so, uh, like a pickle juice shot and I just sat there. I was, oh, I didn't realize like, I wasn't, they gave you a beer. That's nice of them. He was like, do you want a lager or an IPA? I'm like, oh, I take nice. the lager, sir. Oh, yeah, that was at yeah. the aid station right by the ski hill, that, right? Is that where we yes. got, where, that's we where got you guys swept? picked us up last yeah, year? Yeah, where we that's got, where to- I, we found okay. you. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I mean, and I'm j- we're all just chatting and I'd say I got swept, but really I, I quit. I, I basically bowed out because I was like, I'm not going to make it. Like I could, I could either just get, I could go back into the woods and be miserable or I could stop. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. So <laughs> yeah. Hind- hindsight being 2020, I definitely quit this race. Well, and it was hard because I think he was texting us, but we weren't getting the text messages of that's what was happening. So we're at the uh, finish line. We're all waiting, talking like Angie and Melanie were back by that point. And then I'm looking. I was like, that's Weckerly. And Tom is not there. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then you pulled up in a car less like than five, five minutes yeah, after. Yeah, I was going to say it was like barely five minutes after. Yeah. We see you coming from the other direction. We see out of, out of a car. We're like, that's Tom getting out of a car. <laughs> oh, my God. But then by so, that time, Weckerly had sort of told us that uh, you were behind the sweeper or with the sweeper and that you likely got swept. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, if you were with the sweeper, there's really nothing you could like. Like, that's not a race where you're going to make up time on the sweeper, especially at the section you were in. Yeah. 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 Because I had to. I. And I was really trying to move faster. But like, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at my watch. And I'm looking at like, you know, how, how quickly I'm going. And I'm like, I'm, I'm barely moving. Like this is, this is going to take forever. And I'm keeping this man out here by himself. And there are other racers here. Like make a, make a decision. Well, you even said that you were physically stopping. So usually like you'll pick a random object and like run walk with that thing. And you said you would walk to the tree and then stop for a minute and then walk to the next thing and then yeah. stop like you were oh that's yeah. because that was right after the climb up the ravine right yeah yes it yeah. was terrible you, yeah there's just times where you just have to stop yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's and it's demoralizing and it's humbling and it's like i had no motivation to keep going but like the part that the part that really sucked is going up that ravine with all those those waterfalls I would have loved to have stopped to take pictures, yeah. but I'm like, Beautiful. that's just more stopping. Yeah. You're doing more stopping <laughs> than you are physically moving, and you are not in a place where they could come get you. Like, you've got to get out of this place while you have energy in your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it is what it is, but I mean- I'm proud of you. I'm so you, proud but, of you. Dude, it was- 
that is a hard, hard race. It is for the entirety of the race. Even the easy parts are not easy. Yeah. yeah. So like that takes a different breed, and that's my thing about trail runners. Like, I don't see how people navigate that terrain and those loose rocks or those like rocks at different angles and different heights and and narrowness and all of that as quickly as they do. Yeah, I mean, and some I know of the you're moving. Finishers are insane. I know you're moving yeah. real quick, so you might barely be making contact, but like. The mental yeah. focus that you have to keep mm-hmm. the entire race. Like if you're running like a Disney race, you're on flat ground or whatever, whatever. Like you can kind of zone out because you know that your yeah. your pavement is not going to vary. This thing varied a lot. And I mean, I think, I mean, they practice a lot. And then the other thing is you're very afraid of falling where mm-hmm. everyone I talk to, they're like, oh, we just fall all the time. It's true. We just fall all the I time. Fall a lot. And we're okay with falling. We just fall yes. a lot. We I just fall, I fall. Fall, fall a lot. Yeah. I like everyone I talk lot. to. Like Melanie they, has said that she fall. falls a lot. Yeah. Like well, I just fall. Brooke it's, and her husband were saying that they fall like yeah. all the time. Like everyone was just saying that they fall. <laughs> <laughs> I stumble. I don't usually fall, but I've definitely yeah. fallen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just have to like learn that like you're probably going to fall at some point and it's just going to be okay. And that seemed to help them mentally. And they said, because they're a little bit more okay with falling. A lot of times when they fall, it's almost more like a tuck and roll where they're kind of like loose. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're not all like a lot of times, like, and I think what would happen to you. And I think honestly what happened to me when I hurt my knee and I fell is that you kind of like lock up and everything's tight. And then you're more prone to injury. If you just like let yourself fall. Yeah then yeah you know makes it a little easier i mean the problem is that also with falling though is that sometimes you're not obviously you're not expecting the moment that you're gonna fall so sometimes it's hard to react properly but yes like you just have to like accept like there's nothing once you start falling there's nothing you can do about it so you like you said you just kind of learn how like once that you have that feeling of like oh i'm falling you you just kind of tuck yourself in and prepare for it (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> the best that you can. The best you can. Yeah. I don't know. The last time I fell, it wasn't at that pace towards jagged rocks, which is all yeah. rock in the knob is. is it's <laughs> jagged, loose yeah. rocks. The other obstacle that people were not expecting, especially for our 10K runners, was attacked by a swarm of bees. Yeah, oh, I was just yeah. gonna bring. I was gonna bring this up right now. I got some feedback, so I do have some feedback from everyone who ran with it. Um, yeah, the swarm of bees. Wesley, when he finished, said it was the hardest thing he's ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the swarm of bees comes up a few times in both Angie and um, Melanie's uh, reviews. Oh God. Okay, so <laughs> let's. Uh, let, I'm just gonna read through them real quick. Uh, Melanie says, I was originally registered for the half, but dropped down to the 10k so I could see Jeremy over the finish line for his first half because you know picking this as your first half is. Smart. Smart. (laughs) I had a little FOMO all morning, but the 10K course did not disappoint. Close to a mile in, somebody stepped on a yellow jacket nest and they started attacking everyone. (laughs) 
and I got stung three times. I'm not 100% convinced that those bees weren't planted by the race director because it just seems par for the course. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past him. Ben, did you plant those? Did you plant the yellow jacket nest? Um, The climbs were brutal, but the course was beautiful, and I managed to finish in the top three of my age group. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Melanie. So, yeah, the uh, yellow jacket nest, um, her feedback um, after she said when she crossed the finish line, she was telling Diana and I that, like, she could just hear people screaming ahead oh, of her. God. And by she the said t- she said you just hear screaming. And by the time she realized what was happening and that, like, because they had run through, so they were already screaming. So it was too late. And they had already, like, started as soon as she started hearing them screaming, she felt something on her and then she felt the sting and it was too late. So she's screaming. And then behind her, she's hearing screaming and everyone's just screaming. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. And they hurt so bad. And they had an EMT at the end who had nothing for bee stings. They were like, we can give you some Benadryl. (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> so she's like, they hurt so. Yeah, I bad. felt so bad for her. She's just sitting there, like shaking her leg. She's like, I just want to amputate my leg. I just, if I could just cut it's, it's hurt so much right now. I just want to cut it off. I was like, oh. yeah. She got like two on her leg, and then like one on her arm. And the one on her arm was like that swelled like huge. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, it was Angie's ten k report uh, starts. Bees. <laughs> the 10k course the first two miles were fairly easy going you had to pay attention to your footing but it was all short or uh flat or short rolling hills there were a couple of places where flags indicated that people were supposed to scramble over boulders but there was also room to go around uh and it looked like most people did someone kicked up a ground nest of bees and all the runners around me got stung at least once i thought it was i was in the clear but then one landed on my ear and st- stung me out of spite jerk yeah <laughs> <laughs> so she did not escape the bee stinging either uh around mile two and three as a service road uh that runs downhill probably my least favorite part of the course footing was un- very unstable because of the washout um there was also some type of mushroom that grew in big black clumps i thought it was bear poop at first <laughs> <laughs> i remember that uh, there was no one in sight, so I grabbed a stick and started waving it around and singing loudly when I saw another patch of stuff and I realized what it was. Oh, God. <laughs> I missed that that was funny. Uh, I knew Throw Punch Hill was coming. I tried to maintain a steady pace through the first three miles without blowing myself out. I didn't want to spend a ton of time at the aid station, but I did grab some water, clementines, and pickles. Volunteers were all super lovely. Uh, Throat Punch Hill sucked uh, when I started going up it. I was using other people's footholds, but I realized they were far too far too far apart from me because I'm short. Uh, still yep. burning <laughs> too much of energy on the big strides. Halfway up, I needed to stop at pretty much every ribbon to catch my breath. I mean, that's what you said about throat yep. punch hill too. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, back half uh, was an uphill slog. I would see service roads on a crest uh, and then wind downhill. But then I, as I got closer to the top, the flag started showing that we get off the road to climb more of the mountainside. <laughs> so, so mean. See, she says so mean also. Everyone, that's the word of the day. Um, the last half mile was pretty flat and easy. I kept thinking I was close to the finish line and doing a final push, then rounding corner and seeing more trail. Definitely felt 
felt a sense of accomplishment <laughs> at the end, even though I did the shortest route. It was pretty lovely to just hang out at the picnic tables in the shade and cheer on the other runners as I came. Many thanks to Diana and Erin for watching Baby Winter while I ran. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It was also funny because she was chatting afterwards and she said, you know, I f- was so afraid that I, I would have FOMO because I always do if like people are running all their distances that I'm not running. She's like, I'm good with that today. After doing what I just did, I'm totally fine with my decision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, I set an ignorantly lofty goal for myself to finish a sub three hour. As we all laughed at him. Uh, but then the climbing began and I missed a turn that took me about half a mile and 600 oh. feet down, oh. which Ugh. meant that I had to climb back up to get oh. back on course. God. Oh. Uh, there were no trees left on the I need a Sherpa. So it was hands and knees crawling the whole way up. My knees locked up a few. My legs locked up a few feet from the finish line, too. So I busted my ass in front of everyone. Uh, it was a humbling race to say the least, but I finish and I'll be back for more next year. There you go. See? Yeah. Uh, so as he was coming down the finish, we saw him, Melanie and I got up and I was going to film him. I asked Melanie, what kind of mood do you think he's in since he didn't do a sub three? She's like, I'll feel him out before you start making fun of him right away. <laughs> God. <laughs> and then, um, so I, I got up, I was going to film him crossing the finish line but then some woman which i never ended up finding out what she said to him started talking to him so he turned around to talk to her and kind of like was half running backwards and there was like ruts in that road i heard so i guess his legs locked up and he fell backwards and i like was like nope not gonna film this finish don't know what kind of mood he's in don't know if he wants me to film him on the ground and I don't even know, like, who that lady was or what she was saying to him. I don't know. I never like, found out. Like, it almost out. looked like she was a volunteer. She wasn't, like, running. Yeah, and she wasn't. She was just some woman on the side. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. And he oh, turned God. around to talk to her, fell, and then I was like, I don't know what kind of mood he's in, so I'm not going to film his finish just in case he's, like, do, like doesn't want to be filmed. I don't know him well enough. <laughs> that thing was so weird. It was weird. <laughs> Uh, but it turned out he was in a fine enough mood for me to troll yeah. him a little bit about his uh, not sub three half marathon. Yeah, he was super nice. He was. <laughs> um, we got Weckerly, uh, who says, I think the most succinct way to review Rock in the Knob uh, half marathon is to say the course is just mean or is mean, yep. just plain mean. The first yep. six or seven <laughs> miles, pretty much switchbacks and climbing over some rocks uh, that I feel a little treacherous, but fun controlled danger sort of way around mile seven. We came to the first sign uh, where you scale a waterfall. Then I got to the top of this. I was told the sweeper was in front of me. We uh, missed a turn and spent maybe two minutes looking for where we missed the trail. I didn't think it sounded right. So I picked up my pace to see if I could find the sweeper. I finally did at the next aid station. So I set off to run to try and stay in front of him and almost immediately went off trail again as I missed another left turn. Uh, once I righted myself, I came to what I thought was the, had been the worst part of the race in what seemed like a waking nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a mile, mile after mile of exceedingly steep incline that you scaled another wall waterfall and then just kept going up and up and up and up (laughs) each time. I thought I was going to hit the crest. The trail would turn 90 degrees. Uh, which would somehow create more uphill path for me to climb. I never had 
uh, to breathe so hard just from walking. Running was absolutely out of the question. Once I finally made it uh, out of the forest, my GPS tracker told me I was nearing 13 miles, so I thought I was almost done. However, the volunteers told me that I needed to just refill my drinks and get back out there so I could finish on time because I still had about two and a half, two and a half miles left. Those two and a half miles were seemingly longer than all the previous way I had come. Ahead of me yep. was a ski slope that was extremely steep uh, with just all grass, no good footholds, and no sun cover. Also... Uh, it had oh, a yeah. false has crest a false where yeah. you only see you only see once you've su- summited, and then you have to go up another thirty percent to keep going up the hill. <laughs> and then at the top, a little bridge with a steep ramp that says uh, has one final f u to the runners. <laughs> ah, yes, that had to be the hardest part, right? Well, once you've shuffled down another steep hill that is literally disintegrating beneath you as you move, you come to another <laughs> sh- another sheer wall of rock to climb up, pulling yourself oh, the up scramble. along yeah. either trees or uh, or on all fours with no way to rest. Oh my god! I've never been so certain in my life I was going to severely inter- injure myself. All that to say, the trail was absolutely beautiful. Scaling across running waterfalls was one of the cooler things I've ever done. The aid stations were the best I've experienced, and the volunteers seemed to be exceedingly positive and supportive to compensate for how awful the race was on the runners. <laughs> it was a great race to great race to do once. What? So yeah, he said he'd never do it again. Once. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> "Oh, did you have fun?" He's like, "Yeah." He was like, it was okay. I was like, would you do it again? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's- laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. And then we have one last one from our friend Brooke that we met this weekend, uh, who said it was nice to meet you all yesterday and some of the other people in the World Run for Community. Um, I realized Brad realized that him and Tom are cut from the same cloth. I mean, they both Aww. love tool and need high top running shoes. <laughs> uh, buy them now, Tom. Yep. Oh my God. Uh, takeaways from her race. We, my husband and I were signed up for the full, but both pulled to the half after realizing we were not prepared about nine miles in. I thought I could have actually done the full and then the final <laughs> four, five point five miles set in we'd only hit a hundred a thousand feet of elevation and knew there was over 2500 feet more to go yep god that means that wow that's a lot in nine miles there's only a thousand feet in the last five and a half have 2500 everything is back it's all back in and don't call it a half marathon (laughs) (laughs) a half marathon is a defined distance yes uh the math doesn't add up since a nice uh 13.1 half marathon but nothing about this course is nice race director ben must be bad at math or just mean the back end of this race (laughs) is brutal as it traverses up and down ski slopes that appear so nice and friendly when covered with snow uh we were near a fellow runner on this last journey of the race uh, we made sure to warn her that this race doesn't stop at 13.1 and she needed to go to be ready. Mambo Alley was washed out with deep ravines to avoid. Uh, and then you turn up Deer Run, which sucks the soul out of every runner who looks up it. <laughs> yep. I made it to the top by hiking in small side by side zigzags while counting five steps. Anything to keep my mind uh, off of it. Then we still had more brutal climbs and steep downhills. We scrambled the I need a, need a Sherpa using the small trees 
as grips to get up it while even while trying to not create an avalanche of loose rocks for any of the runners behind me with still more climbing after it's the meanest race (laughs) (laughs) it's horrible and evil and we keep coming back because it's amazing (laughs) <laughs> she does mention the tiki themed yes. aid station and yeah. the amazing volunteers, the kindest people, the trail running community is the best. Uh, they came, they, uh, best example is staying to cheer until after the final marathon runner comes across the finish line. We're not normally yep. able to stay. We drive home, but they sat in their chairs with their cowbell and cheered everyone on. Luckily we knew Michael's name. So his cheers were more personal. By watching Yay. the entire- Well, it was funny because I was crossing and I heard my name from the right. And I'm like, wait, everybody I know is over to the left. <laughs> oh, because you had taken off before we'd met Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Brad. Yeah. <laughs> I was very confused at that point. Yeah. Uh, she said that that's why they do it. Um, you, It's hard and you learn so much about yourself. Trail running is not always easy or fun, but it's the challenge that hooks us. And the community is what keeps us going. We always come back for more. As Peloton has taught me, forward is a pace. There we go. We got a Peloton lesson in there. There it is. <laughs> we can do hard things. Um, if Brittany can make it through 2007, we can make it up the hill. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> See you at Amen. the next knob. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I loved them. Yeah. I loved them. That was great. It was a good time, as always. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We didn't keep this short. We never do. We knew it wouldn't be. No, we knew it wouldn't be. No. Sorry. Yeah. I guess that's it. Anything else? Yeah. No, on rocking the knob. knob. Just to say, no, Baby Winter might be the cutest uh, kid in the universe at this moment yeah, she's in time. Pretty cute. She's pretty cute. And the other thing I will say is we all stayed and watched the absolute last runner finish yes. the race. Yes. So oh, that man. was amazing. He that was so cool. Ran his butt off to yeah. get to that finish. Yeah. He yeah. was a marathoner and he did nine hours. Gave I think. It was nine, absolutely yeah. everything he Oh had. my God. Yeah. Crossing that finish line. I mean, I cried a little. Uh, actually, yeah. I cried a bunch, but you know, whatever. I cry yeah. a lot. That's Honestly, anybody like whether you DNF or whatever, you give everything in that race. You give yeah. everything. like literally, you are you're not walking out of there without giving what you had that day. Yeah, you have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't you walk away from really? that race, Tom, not feeling proud of yourself because I mean, twelve miles in those conditions, having never seen anything like that in your life. I mean, you you left everything you could have possibly on the table, so you can't. You can't be more no, proud yeah. of yourself. I, I don't. I don't feel bad about it at all. You got to put it into perspective. That's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. So, going for the 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 half marathon I, again I, next year. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Going for the fourteen point five. I've signed up for the full. I've signed up for the full. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a let me get some distance between me and yeah. that race. That's yeah. a decision to be made later. If you need redemption. Maybe, yep. maybe, maybe next year you do this thing called training <laughs> on Lock. trails and get trail running high tops like yeah. Brad. I will use poles next year regardless. So. I just didn't yeah. feel like carrying them this year. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. All right. 